check, check, and we are live. Elena, let me hear you. Hello. 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 Aaron, let me hear you. Check. Hello. There we go. Hello. Yellow. Yellow. Hot dog, check one, two, 36, Hut, hut. I did some adjusting. I might turn down the... Hello. Hot dog, one, two, 36. See, I did some adjusting to... If we use that mic... It would be as loud as these other mics. If we use what mic? That mic. Oh, this one right here? But we're not using it, so. Okay, then. Noise. But it's better this way, I think. It's a little better. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. This I do th- wonder what this mic sounds like now. This Well, turn it on. Okay, let's see. <laughs> check, check, check. Hello. Yeah, Hello. You can hear it better. Yeah. yeah, can you hear me better? Than what okay, did you hear the phase cancellation that time? I, when you move the mic close to that one and speak into it. Now do it both. Now, like alternate. Now. Hello, 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 hello. No, no, that's not what I was saying. Hello, that's not really. <laughs> At all. I don't know what we're talking about. When two microphones are like close together, there's a, th- there's a, fun- a f- like that, and you're speaking into the silver top one? Yes. Okay, see how it sounds dim? Yes. Now move it away and talk into it. Uh, hello. See how much more clear it sounds? Yes. I because so. huh. because the, the two signals can interfere with each other and they can actually like cancel each other out. It's really fucking weird. That is weird. That is weird. Phase cancellation. It's it's like one of those crazy physics mind mind fuck things. Yeah. Huh. And I've heard it several times when you you and Elena when Elena's mic was really hot and you were kinda close to her, it was like I can hear it. Yeah. Most people probably can't hear it, and it just bugs me because I'm, I'm yeah. nerdy about it. Now you tilt that the red one back a little bit. See, yeah. So you guys both. This microphone. You speak into the front of it. The diaphragm is meant to be spoken into oh. that way, whereas this one is meant to be spoken into. Oh, I know yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I mean, I mean, it, I've only been saying it for five years. I've never used this mic. Fuck you. It'll work. Um, you it, know, it off, works off-axis. You can get desirable effects by talking into that mic in an yeah. off-axis way. I, I use that sometimes, but that's not the most direct signal. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm clear. Clear as a bell. <laughs> clear as a baby's butt. Baby's butts are often not clear. They have poop in them. That is true. Often. Smeared in poop. One would s- sometimes more and often like than the, not. The color and texture of it is not like an adult poop. No. Yeah, no. It's like yellow it's and the, green. Sometimes it's like tarry. Like tar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Baby shit's weird. Yeah. It's gross. You ever eat baby shit? No. Hmm. It's been a minute. This is the bonus episode. So we're recording episode 266 right now. And we've yet to record episode 265. Hmm. We're like time travelers. I know. This is so weird. It's kind of cool. I know. I know of another time traveler. Two other time travelers, actually. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> At least. This was the weird album. This was the last. I'm trying to remember which album it's. It's the People's Key. It's the last. Oh, okay, I like yeah. this one. It's the last one. It's more new wavy. 
Yeah. It's like a, it's like Connor Arbor songs with a synthesizer. Yeah. That's <laughs> essentially what it is. Yeah. I can't help but to be like, hey, look, it's pomegranate. I got this pomegranate. <laughs> and then, uh, then I take it and I swish it around my mouth for a little while and it becomes a pomegranate. <laughs> you know? Pomegranate. Sounds like Dr. Phil. It did sort of sound like, let's actually, let's go to that. Dr. Phil? No. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to a Dr. Phil symposium. <laughs> a, t- a Dr. Phil TED Talk. <laughs> it's this guy. You say, man, look what we found here. Man, look. Einstein or whoever you're talking to. <laughs> I've yet to figure out who this guy is. I want to watch. So the future can be. I want to hear this guy. Because you create them. And you have to believe in the future. And what we have to do. We progress. We always progress. We try to. So the Sumerian tablets, they I wonder if the same thing like Genesis said, that they were Yeah, Google search the guy talking at the beginning sky. of uh, The People's the Key by Bright Eyes. got out of them, and they walked like a man, but they had reptilian features. They had snake-like eyes. He's sort of like a country David Icke. And uh, scales, <laughs> right? And they were, they were here, and they made slaves out of the people. And where they landed in is what the Bible calls Garden of Eden. There's, there's, a, there's this Zachariah Hitchin. With the people here, the women would die the babies would have Sitchin, Zechariah Sitchin. After 2,000 years, they started taking. The babies started being born and living. And they had tails. They had a few reptilian features of them. They could phase shift from one dimension to another dimension. And the people who know say it's from the fourth dimension. It's the next dimension. Space is expanding. It's just Connor's friend, Spirit Denny Brewer. Okay. Speaking with his son. Both from the West Texas band Refried Ice Cream. Weird. I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. Google search that name. Circumstances happen. Right. That's the weird thing about every one of uh, the Bright Eyes albums. He has a weird thing at the beginning. You know. Well, that's where there's a guy talking or he's talking it was people are talking there's a woman talking or yeah there's people getting in a car driving around and listening to Connor on their tape deck look at all these people yeah. this cat you know what I mean so that's just one of the trips like that you know it still exists and their bloodline goes back back what's really funny about this is this is a, an often ignored song once it gets to the song part and it's really good <laughs> I would just skip same damn trip it's a negative force coming in on a positive force it's kind of like voluntarily putting a, a weird infomercial in front of yes. your song and forcing people to listen to it <laughs> but not getting paid for it right yeah and isn't this the people's key like, yeah it's what the, the very first song the album is named after. <laughs> See the song that comes in; it's really cool. It's great. I forgot it was that. Long. Well, that guy's dead. Aww. Yeah. R.I.P. Danny Brewer died in 2017. Denny, Denny, D E N N Y. Denny. Think he's the namesake for Denny's. And uh, 2017. Uh, what is that? like a episode 266? I need to remember that so I don't upload them in the wrong order. Probably out, me. He's a bright bird. Anyway, Schwammo, we're here. Me, John, Aaron, and Elena. The bonus step, the Rona bonus. Rona bonus. <laughs> I didn't even tell Chuck we were doing this. I feel bad because um, he might have skipped work. <laughs> but that didn't, I didn't even decide to do it completely until like 2 o'clock today. Yeah. It's kind of neat to hear episodes with certain people absent because it's like a, it, it changes the dynamic. Yeah. It does. Like an episode without me is going to be totally different. An episode without Chuck is going to be totally different. There's never been one without me. Episodes without um, the world's favorite interspecies couple yeah. are different. Yeah. 
There's never been one without me, so I'm going to mute my mic and just let you guys go. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be interesting. Someone's going to have to start being very assertive. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one of us is going to be. Who's going to step up? It could be. It could so. be. A, it could be a John TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they're going to kill us all. <laughs> so, do you want the people to die? <laughs> Why do you want them? To, how long have you wanted the people to die? How many of them? You want all of them to die, or just some of them to die? Just the black ones? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Bub grabs a mic. <laughs> yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, shit. He has like a chart with 5G on it. <laughs> I have the documents. <laughs> I do have the documents. There's a, there's a great uh, video of... Alex Jones going absolutely ape shit that I kind of want to save for tomorrow so I can watch Chuck enrage over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a video of him going ape shit. It's his, I, it's I know his he's show. uh it's his show. Oh, did you see him his tweet about him eating his We'll talk about this tomorrow. How, yeah, how's he handling this, I guess? Um He apparently made a tweet saying that he was going to like No, he, it was his show. He was talking about Eating his neighbors. Yeah. If, I mean, it if was things, things it was him, crazy. It was him being intentionally hyperbolic about the things that are going on, yeah. so people would grab the click, gra- yeah. grab the clip, and spread it around. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I don't even know what he said, and uh, it's tremendous. Know about it, it is tremendous. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever seen, and I've <laughs> oh, seen lots so of things. So excited for this. Yeah, and the top five things that I've ever seen, three of them have to do with Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm uh, I'm a little retarded. <laughs> That's number one. I forgot all about that. <laughs> He's yeah. the greatest. He's a treat. Can we play that? We can play whatever we treat. want. What a treat. I say we can play whatever we want. It just depends on what it is. Like, we can't play Jay-Z, apparently. Yeah. Jay-Z gets mad. Well, I mean, like, his statement on uh, the JRE podcast... About how he's retarded? Yeah. Well, probably, if you can find that specific clip. Oh, I'm sure I can. It's rather popular. popular. Uh. Hmm. Pull it up, Jamie. Well, I got it. Here's the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> In that... <laughs> No, no, no. That's Joe's the in the floor. <laughs> They're going to put that to mariachi. Music. Yeah, the cartoon uh, that is no. great. Like the guy that draws the cartoons. Those film. cartoons are yeah. some of my favorite. Things. I would rather watch the cartoon than the real yeah. than the real podcast. Oh fuck, Alex Jones, you're a fucking human highlight reel. <laughs> and I love him. He's uh endlessly entertaining. He's right about sixty percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's better than mainstream media. I mean, nice guy, dude. Nice guy. Yeah. He likes to drink. Actually, yeah, he likes to fucking. He's get actually down, been dude. sober for about six months, though. People don't want to talk about that. How huh. he still like this when he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Went a hike today. Yeah, I saw that. I saw pics. It was uh, neat. Um, was it like busy? I went to the world's favorite, the Endless Wall, and the first parking lot was full. Mm. People parked along the road, and then I went to the second one. There's like ten cars to the second one, so I just I did it backwards, and I went all the way to the diamond uh, overlook and said, "People, people go on these hikes and they just they just snap pictures, and I do that too." But I also sat on a rock in the fucking lotus position, staring over at the river for 15 minutes. 
Huh. People need to do that. <laughs> uh, it changed my complete perspective on the entire world. That changes my complete perspective on you as a person. <laughs> Negatively or positively? <laughs> Negatively. It's <laughs> so incredibly gay. Well, I, it wasn't the actual Lotus. But I, I was Chris, I was Indian style, crisscross Chris applesauce. Chris Engine style. Yeah. I just sat there on, on a rock. Not at the main overlook, but the one over here that nobody goes to. Were you wearing short shorts with a rainbow t-shirt? No, I was wearing this shirt and a different different pair of shorts. Because you have to, you know. Roop sandals. You can only be in one category. I was wearing a new pair of shoes. As a person. And I mean, the, he was advertising the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a new pair of shoes, and they uh, wore blisters in my heels, so that's uh-huh. fine. You got to get those summer calluses going. This, yeah. The strappy calluses. In, I got some uh, Merrill or Morel, Merrill, Morel. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I know what you're talking but they're about. They're good hiking shoes. They were very good. They're very grippy for uh, the Are they hi- hiking tennis shoes? Yeah. Huh. Where'd you get them at? Uh, Amazon. They're like 30 bucks. Usually they're like hmm. between 50 and 80. They're not hybrid hiking tennis shoes, Aaron. <laughs> they're just for hiking. Yeah, they're just for, you can't play basketball. Huh, they won't work if you try to play tennis. No, they won't work if you try to play tennis. Hiking, hiking hyphen tennis. Hiking tennis. No, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. One hundred percent. I have hiking boots. So I, I was can you play tennis in those? No, you but can. I also can't can. work in them. Like, boots. but you can't play tennis anyway. I could. I, no, actually, I have a uh, a, a medal ball? for uh, second place in tennis doubles at regionals. Yeah, but Christian that was school. the special was Olympics. And <laughs> you ever play racquetball? No, never have. Squash. Nope. It's the same thing, but squash Pickle. is harder. Racquetball is fucking fun. Is that the one where that you're inside, fun. like, hitting it You're in a room? Wall? Yeah. It stresses me the fuck out. <clears throat> it looks fun. I don't understand how people yeah, don't It looks stop. like you get a lot of aggression out. Yeah. It's it's so weird. Pickleball has, like, got, gained some momentum around here, too, and I... Pickleball? Yeah, it's called pickleball. What about team handball? You remember team handball? <laughs> now, I remember handball, the video game, was a lot of fun. Well, team handball is much different. It is, uh... I just remember playing it on the uh, on the basketball court and used the the padding behind the basketball hoop. As you had to throw it in there, right? And it's sort of like soccer and basketball combined. Let me look it up. Team handball. Yeah, they they made like a futuristic video game for like the PS One. Team handball is so popular. There's an ad before the very first video. <laughs> Whoa! So. It's weird, like I looked this up and it turns out it is an Olympic sport and it's the most popular sport in the world. It's kind of crazy. It's like dodgeball, it's soccer, yeah. basketball. <laughs> I think you're allowed to take two steps without dribbling. There's a basketball hoop involved, or that's no, just the, it's, it's like a okay. soccer net. That's so, I've never it's heard of It's one of the world's this. most popular team sports uh-huh. with elements of soccer, water polo, hockey, and basketball. Huh. It looks like a lot of fun. I wouldn't want to dribble though. Combine MMA with that, I'm, yeah. and I'm in. <laughs> well, you've seen the Khabib and them playing basketball, haven't you? Yeah. There's that. MMA basketball, yeah. wrestling basketball. I remember playing this. End to end action. Yeah, it looks USA like fun. team handball. The it's pretty fun. Growing sport in America. The fastest MMA is still the fastest growing sport in America. You cuck. How old is that? that video? Is like fifteen years old. Nine years old. Nine <laughs> <Yeah>. years old. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, How do you even measure that? Like, are you calling around your local YMCA? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, 
It just seems pretentious to think. Growing by what metrics? Yeah, like, how are you measuring performance? (laughs) I would say MMA is still the fastest growing because uh, it's the only one within the last 10 years that got a major um, Fox deal and then a major ESPN deal after that. And then now they're up to the top as high as they can go. So now if they replace, like, which they might be, replace uh, football or something in primetime on Sundays... (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah get, every week. Hank Williams Jr. Are you ready for some fist fights? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be <laughs> hilarious. That'd be like, fucking awesome. I'm, Dana, I'm, I'm doing that. <laughs> it would be a spoof of that song. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, um, they announced the card for the three fights next week. There's three fight cards next week. Three fight cards? Yeah, there's Saturday. That's the pay-per-view. Then Wednesday is a fight night. And then Saturday, the next Saturday after that is another fight night. No shit. Yeah. Now, are they, uh, where are they holding these? Florida. Okay. What happened to Fight Anything Alley? Anything goes in Florida. Anything goes in Florida. I love Florida's it. Come crazy. on down and do your worst. Uh, <laughs> fight Island is still happening as far as I know. Really? Yeah. But it's... I think it takes time... Like, if you get a bear island, you got to run power to it. Yeah, you got to do all that shit. You got to build a building. Is that where they're just going to start holding everything? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's going to become its own Vegas. Yeah, they would just build, like, hotels. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's fucking wild. That is crazy. Another thing that's crazy is... The um, I w- uh, during the hike today, like when if whenever I saw people, would there be like this little mini me- uh, like courtesy Mexican standoff to see who's going to be the one that gets off the trail, <laughs> you know? And I would always step off the trail because I was by myself, and there was usually groups of either two, two to ten, <laughs> so I'd let them pass. Were they six feet apart? No. Yeah. Well, these are people that are probably living together. Maybe. Yeah, and it was like that until I reach a group of Asians, <laughs> and they march through. Oh yeah, and they don't even look at me like they own the place. Like they fucking own the place. <laughs> what is the fucking deal with these people? Why do they always do that? It's twice as has happened to me with Asians. This time I was only like four of them. Yeah, because but, they don't have like they don't see an issue with. Getting really close to other people. Yeah. Even in, you know, especially in normal times. And all, but also in Rona world, they, I don't think that they, you know, it, it's different. In America, people keep a certain, there's a, there's a social distance there's bubble. A, yeah, yes. your safe space. They don't have that at all. Yeah. I mean, some of them do, but most of them don't. It's similar, you know, Hispanic people have a much, it's the same, the, the, most of the rest of the world, especially as they get poorer and browner mm-hmm. <laughs> have less they, they just don't you know it's just they're comfortable being extremely close to strangers mm-hmm. where we're like whoa buddy I can't stand it yeah when people are like that's my favorite part of this whole thing <laughs> yet nobody at Walmart people, people are just me. now getting getting to the point of social distancing that yeah. you want all the time like the natural <laughs> like thing that you're like there's just an agreement that we all have 
Right. You don't get up on but somebody. I shouldn't hear you breathe while I'm in line. This, if I don't know this you. phenomenon that he's talking about is a result of people. They're not in on that agreement. Yeah. Maybe it's because there's so many people in China that they well, don't have the space. I'm sure that the population density plays into it, but it's also just simply a cultural thing. Like, um, like they'll just get right up in your face. Like in Spain, like people will get right up in your fucking like be, like their spit will be hitting you in the cheek, and they're talking That's to you. That's my literal hell. And and to them, it's like this is like a it's normal like what situation. You do. I yeah, can't know. There was a guy in high school. Uh, he was a short guy and he was a real close talker. He would get gut to gut with you and look up at you. No. <laughs> like, I would kill I would him. always just grab him by the forehead and push him back Are at you arm's length. Really? And be like, this is it. I can hear you. There's no reason to climb me. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead now. How do you guys feel about the uh, good. like the rolls at Walmart? The the arrows. They'll walk this way or shop this way. Yeah, would they shop this way? No, seriously. Like if it's Nobody packed, minds about like if, if they're at full capacity, which like right now is like two hundred people, and you you go down an aisle, you're following the rules, you know, and there's people down this aisle and it's busy, and then people decide to come up the aisle. Does that anger you at all? I was almost like accosted. I've been following the fucking rules the entire time. I was almost accosted by the uh, manager of the Quincy Walmart for not following the rules in an empty store. Now, no, I see a complete no. If the, if the aisle is not busy, walk walk up a downy, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but don't ever walk down an. I mean, exactly. This this kind of an interesting phenomenon to talk about because, like, okay, on the one hand, it's like. There's a consideration thing. It's like Aaron's trying to be considerate. Like these are the rules. Everyone's most of us are following the rules. No, 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 no. We are in the we minority. Minority, sure. yeah. Well, it's but, but especially at, at the Walmart. Walmart. Okay, but you're trying to follow the rules. Yes, Fine. correct. I'm trying to follow the rules because it's a consideration thing, and the people. Um, who was it I was talking to? Somebody was saying, "Oh, uh, somebody was telling me a story." Somebody else who was in the Kroger situation, and they had all the the six feet apart, and everyone's standing in line just to get into the store. Like they were like limiting how many people could be in the store, and so they were standing outside. And somebody just came in and like skipped past everybody, and was just going to walk in. And she got real mad and like kind of like not get into a fight with him, but was like, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Addressing him, addressing yeah. the situation, and, and objecting, and it's like for me, it's like this is kind of like, on the one hand, it's like the, the like the white American social naturally social distance introvert of me, like don't skip in line ethics person that I am, can empathize with that because I would just like I'm like I'm I've literally come close to fighting people because they skipped in line. Like, what do you think? My, you think your time's more important than me, bud? Yeah. You think right. your time's more important than mine? Like, fuck you. But on the other hand, um, I don't agree with, uh, you know, the hurting. I don't think. Do I don't think yeah. the social distancing <laughs> thing. I think is scientifically pretty much proven to be not working at this point. And so it's like, um, it's sort of like a form of uh, a form of rebellion against what maybe somebody might see as a form of tyranny or something. And so, so like I'm split between being considerate and waiting my turn because that's the way I am and fuck these stupid rules. This is ridiculous. This isn't helping anybody. It's just hurting people. Uh, so 
it's, it's kind of an interesting topic yeah, for me. Either. There's just a lot of new social cues happening, and most people are retarded when it comes to that kind of stuff <laughs> anyways. We're finding out that everybody is has um, um, Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you have their face covered, so like you, it, I don't, you can't like read people. I don't. I've noticed. I don't yeah. like that. You just see their eyes, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to like, because I like naturally will smile at people if I'm like walking through a store, like, and and I've noticed. I'm like, oh, I can't, you can't see my mouth. Like, what's happening? But yeah, no people, people don't pay attention. They don't read when we're in line. Today we were in line. Of course, it was very short, but we weren't six feet apart from each other. We're just in a normal line. Yeah, yeah. it's not that that bothers me. It's just it, if if it's busy and I'm uh, following the rules, just come on, man. Well, or if don't a, walk on top if, of if me. If there's a case yeah. where if there's a case where somebody breaking the rules is causing people who are waiting to have to wait longer. Yeah, that's what pisses me. Yeah, off. get the f- like. Who the fuck are you? Like, like you it'll know. only not only make me want to break social distance, but make me want to break jaws. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's the thing with like people skipping line or something like that. I mean, even sometimes like little cases, like like I was at a GoMart uh, maybe a month ago that was um, one of those like dual register GoMarts where there's a register at one door and a register at the other door, and it's like a horseshoe. Mm, yeah. And so the one only one register is open, and I had been staying there quite a long time, and then the the gal who was you know not at a register you know doing whatever she's doing open up the second one and the guy in the back yeah went over to the new open register imagine having that confidence and and i was and and i went over and i and i almost i mean it was this was like so mad this is like when when like the the volatility uh you know like the fear level was at its height like in mid-march or whenever that was and um the I, I was March. about I was about ready to confront him, oh, but I was yeah. like, and I could feel I could just feel the the tension in the air, like there were fights about to break out everywhere over potato chips and gasoline <laughs> or whatever. That, potato you know? chips and gasoline. And I, I was Mark I was game, man. I was like, I'm gonna fuck it. And he was like, turned out like this guy was. I heard him kind of. He was talking to the red at the register. He was from another state. He was from New York and had had a van load of like two or three kids. He's like, yeah, something blah blah blah. And, Got to protect these kids, and so they came to they came to you know our state yeah. to escape spreading their New York germs here, and it's like that was kind of like I was, they have different want, diseases up there. Made me want to beat them up even I more. I would do the same thing if I lived in New York, but no, well, that, you uh, ask like if you're in line like that, you you ask like you offer it to the people in front of you. Um, They've been waiting yeah. longer. No. Now if they're not paying Apparently. attention, and this person's like, "Hey guys," and if the person behind the register points at me, yeah. if no if no one else is doing correct. it, yes. then you go you and don't then just if, assume that. Then you're if first. someone objects, you go, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but you don't just. Yeah, no, that was a dick move. Yeah. So you know how sheets is? They heard you. You go through the aisle there, and then they've got registered ropes. They rope it off. There's there's this guy that I've seen. Not this was at uh, Speedway. Oh, the convenience store is the Speedway. Yeah, and and they have the same deal. You know, you go through the line, and then they have multiple registers at the end. But there's a guy that that goes straight to. The register versus standing in line. Oh and he my skips god! Everybody, yeah. <gasps> what I've seen him do it multiple Unbelievable cunt. Yeah, yeah. You know, and nobody, and nobody, fucking everyone just sits there yeah, and nobody just lets says him. It. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I just I let him do it. My, he's not going to learn. Could kill. He's not going to learn until he gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no cunt, motherfucker. You know, it's it's a joke, but it's kind of true. These habitual line skippers. <sighs> I hate them. 
Yeah, that's in a, it's in a, it's they're right up there with the. Uh, what you do is you, is you scream out "butter, butter, dirty line cutter." <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I think it's from South Park. <laughs> um, what about the situation where you're in the grocery store and you have a cartload, and the person behind you just has like a little hand basket full? I always let them go in front of me. Oh, I will too. Unless they're unless because <laughs> this has happened to me before. I've, I think I've even made a social media post about it a couple of years ago. I was in line at I forget where, probably Walmart, probably maybe Kroger's, and I'm in line and I've got my cart full. And a lady behind me, I've only got like three things. Ooh, uh, no, is they? Nope. Sorry, no. sorry yeah, about hey, your goddamn luck. No, Old dad's holding steadfast right here. No, if somebody has the audacity to ask you, you shut your mouth. No. If I turn around and look, or if you're like, hey, uh, uh, have have this, don't passive aggress me. I will passive aggress you back. (laughs) I will actively aggress upon you. (laughs) I I will be actively aggressive. Just like put the the, uh, plastic thing down, like on the conveyor thing, and shut them off. (laughs) No, I would never ask. I mean, I can see asking. Be like, I only got this uh, this thing of Sour Patch Kid. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, why didn't you go to a gas station? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, what are you doing who here, the dude? fuck goes to Everybody Kroger. knows the Sour Patch Kids are better at gas stations it's anyway. true. Piece of shit. I was actually I in, trust them. in a situation where this woman with a full cart, way more than 15 items. We're talking like closer oh, to 100. Don't tell me she went through the express lane. Went to cut in front of me in the express lane and went. Jesus and I fucking li- Christ. I literally had like four or five items or something. And this is a while back. But it was it was in Rona World. Mm. And um, she did offer for me to go first. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, but and I was so and I was and, but I was like but uh, just in principle it's like um, that really doesn't mean anything to me because you're already even even if you go after me, you're still breaking the rules. So, yeah. I, so I was just like, no, uh, you were first. You you go ahead. You you check out your hundred <laughs> items in the fifteen in the express lane, and I'll wait. I mean, it's an express lane. Uh, mm-hmm. Like yeah. everybody, if you got and, see, and I it don't wasn't understand it. it wasn't like that. You know, they didn't have you know Kroger's not fully staffed, and there's not like three other lanes open and the U scans. That's why she just went there because oh this is open. That's what why I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the um, self checkout. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. it! No but then to be honest, like after like I sat there and kind of watched the way that she was with the cashier and the bagger, and when I saw the items that she was buying, and I sort of started to identify with her a little bit, and just kind of her demeanor and I was like, you know what, this gal's all right. Mm. She broke this rule. I break rules sometimes. Yeah, I do too. I forgive her. Like she she's she's pretty cool. I kind of like this guy. I've had like eight items in my uh, in my cart to check out, and then I'll get like two packs of smokes <laughs> or three packs of smokes, which makes it eleven. <clears throat> so yeah, so I sort of break the rules there, but the, I don't get smoked. I tell you, the uh, Walmart at Southridge, mm-hmm. I always break the rules. Fuck that place. The rules can suck my dick. Yeah. If you're if you're not within five miles of your own residence, you can just f- forget the rules. You're, yeah. If you're not in the same zip code, <laughs> the sure. rules don't apply. I think I everybody knows that. Yeah, it applies it, to cheating. That applies to. Yeah. I mean, there's also the rule: eating ain't cheating. You know, <laughs> sucking ain't fucking. Right, right, guys. <laughs> but I'll get a buggy full of shit there and take it back to the electronics. Why would you buy a buggy full of shit? shit? <laughs> buggy full of poop. Are you planting a garden? Yeah. Hmm. 
interesting. Why don't? Why are you getting a buggy for that? Shouldn't you get one of those like flat, like like Lowe's carts? Because it's like a high weight. Yeah. I, buy, I buy lightweight lightweight, shit. Lightweight, yeah. lightweight shit. It's dried it's, out a little. It's nitrogenized. It's got mm. way more nitrogen. Okay, well, that so makes it's sense. lighter. That makes sense. You get a buggy for that. Yeah. Take it right to the electronic section. I have done that no. before. I've I've, uh, uh, I've been getting my oil changed and decided to go grocery shopping and then take it right back to the automotive guy. Yep. <laughs> Make him get his little bags, <laughs> his little automotive bags. <laughs> put shit in there. They can't tell you no. I know. <laughs> so I guess I am an asshole a little bit when it yeah. comes to following the rules. But, but no cutsies. Well, I mean, it, it's... It's not a rule that you can't check out at the automotive place. No. Well, I think that he probably he probably understands. It's like, well, if 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 he didn't do this, he'd have to go check out way the fuck yeah, over yeah, there and then bring it all back. Make here. It's extra, a whole thing, you know. We'll just we get it. Yeah, we don't want anybody to think you're stealing anything. Plus, I'm sure that's low on the list of cuntiness as far as what they have to deal with yeah, on a regular basis. That's nothing. That was. Whenever I got accosted by the Walmart manager at Quincy about going up the wrong aisle, um, I saw him later on as I was in the checkout, in the check, the corral where you get, you check your shit out. Yeah. And there's no arrows in there. And I saw him walk by. I was like, hey, man, there's no arrows in here. Am I just stuck here? <laughs> and he just started laughing. That's good. <laughs> and I told him I didn't mean to be a prick to him earlier. He goes, no, dude, you, you were actually the nicest one that I've dealt with about this. <laughs> like, really? He'd have an aneurysm if he went to Fayetteville right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. The Fayetteville one, I've not noticed anybody following the arrows at all. No, nobody pays really attention are. to any rules there at all. I hate that place. Well. I, I like it. It's convenient, but... Uh, Everybody, I, I was done. Like I was in there for five minutes, and he I was, was in a shit angry. mood. I went to Grant's earlier for my mom, and it was sort of like Mad Max in there. They not, there were no rules. It didn't matter. Like this Grant's, yeah. They have stuff from Sam's there, and I don't know how they're getting away with it. <laughs> they're probably just going to Sam's and buying stuff. So no, funny. I think it is okay. There's it's an IGA. Uh, there's certain uh, items even at Sam's that I noticed today that says "perfect for resale." Oh, yeah. But they're not really selling it for much more than you pay it. No, Sam's. they they sell it for a lot more than what you pay for it at Sam's. Like, oh, really? yeah, I noticed their peanut butter was like uh, they have $8 a tax exempt account. They what? They have a tax exempt account. They go there and they don't have to pay taxes on yeah. things that they buy for resale. I love Sam's. So I think it is perfectly okay for them to do that. Yeah, I don't I question don't it. I don't care what they sell it for. Me neither. I did. Uh, I do like their fried chicken better than uh, Walmart's. Really? Yeah. I haven't had the fried chicken. I haven't had fried chicken in a while. Yeah, me either. I've had chicken from Walmart before where I could literally taste that this chicken was fed a diet of trash. And I'm not talking about like... Literal just trash. Like bad quality feed or literal just trash. I mean, I'm talking like like they, um, they had a truckload of... Um, they fed them Joe Exotic's tigers. They had a buggy full of <laughs> shit. They had, something that they, they had something that they had to get rid of, and that, that that flavor had been imported onto these meat birds. Huh. Like, this was a Chinese-raised bird, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Well, it could have been an American-raised bird, but I don't think so. It could have been an American-raised bird, but it was born in China, so its parts were sideways. Well, what you know, the truth of the matter is, at this point, that most of the birds are raised in the United States, then shipped... Um, to China for processing. No shit. And then mm-hmm. frozen and shipped back. Isn't that because ass backwards? It, because it's cheaper to do that than it is to process it here. To Are ship you something. Serious? Ten thousand miles. Serious. Usually on a boat. There was a there was a law that was recently passed. I forget. I'm it was a couple years ago. Fuzzy about the timeline, but it was within five years or so that allowed that to happen. 
And so a lot of, a lot of, and not just, I'm not talking about just processing of meat. I'm talking about your frozen pizzas, your frozen veggies, your frozen dinners. So they're made here and then shipped to China. Well, they might be made here. They might be made, grown in Argentina. They might be grown in um, Guam. Southeast Asia, but it's shipped to China, to the factories. They process it, freeze it or, or whatever, you know, finish the processing process. And then it's comes back on a giant boat because they're making so many trips with these giant boats back and forth to China that they're they're taking the whatever product from whatever it is and using the Chinese labor and then shipping it back because there's so many trips being made in so much cargo space that it's actually cheaper to do that than it is to pay um, a worker in a first or a second you know a, a higher paid laborer to do that processing because the Chinese, uh, you know, worker is, you know, they're so much cheaper. It's definitely not green. Fuck. No, there's nothing. There's that's nothing. Crazy. There's nothing. And then, like, like you, you might be getting a product that's, say, like, organic, simple truth mm-hmm. from Kroger. And it could be, like. Can they say made in America? Yeah. Technically? They don't have to say. the. That was part of the part of the law that I was talking about is that they so don't have to say the country of orga, or, origin. And. and this thing keeps going down on me. I'm going to rip it off the thing. And they can just um, tighten it. Oh, dude, you always tell me. Yeah, man. Just um, and so push it all the way. So up. in addition to them, shove it in. Being able Hold to on. I loosen it. it first. This is stressing me out. It is stressing. Me. Um, so in addition to them being able to ship the stuff over there, they don't have to say that it was processed over there, and they can actually say product of the USA. If it's grown here and processed in China and then shipped back, is it? I mean, outside of like finding local farmers and stuff, is it easy to find companies that are processing things here in addition to? Um, um that's a good question. Because, like, I, I would personally like I'd rather pay a little extra and support something that's staying here. Like, to me, it would be a better product altogether. I figure that there are apps for that, like yeah. ways of scanning the barcode and knowing the origin of it, like through. Like, I, I sound like such a pretentious white girl. I understand this, but like, I want to support more local stuff and I do my best you know but no, that's, it's so hard that's to not, find that's not pretentious at all that's like you're legitimately you, well I say it but then I, I don't actively because it's just so hard to find well, like the real information you're you know in, what I mean you're in the process of trying to understand the chain of things and everyone's right. at a different step in this the supply process. chain some people are fucking growing it in their yard and are like super you know and some people are never ever going to care at all where their products come from so right. it's better to be in the middle of that than you know at the at the one the bad extreme of it so but yeah i think that there are apps where you can scan the code and it might tell you that information there should be no shit. i'm pretty sure there are apps for that 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 will give you information if about not, if there's one. no apps that is a great idea so like yeah so like you can pay instead of paying um uh you know Eight dollars for a big bag of frozen chicken that you know was grown in Texas and then processed in China and then shipped back. So you crazy! Could, you could pay this. nine dollars for a bag of chicken that was processed here and is right. roughly the same, That's but without so stupid. without all of that um, all that footprint. The carbon, and especially yeah. Think about this: oil prices actually like actually dropped to negatives there for a minute. Yeah. 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 We could have had it costs more to they have paid the oil than it did to spend it. They would have paid us to take barrels of oil. So and and that's still kind of it's still super low. So in that environment, 
the amount of waste, the amount of footprint is going to be super high because why not burn the oil since it's... Yeah, so cheap. Yeah, why not ship it to China and then to India and then back to China? Don't they just have, like, cargo boats full of, like, oil right now that they yeah, can't process? I, I think I showed p- people a picture of that. Not process. Um, like, there's, there's, like, um, thousands of oil tankers just sitting, floating, uh, you know, close to the uh, the docking points that are full of oil and they that are just sitting there that that there's no demand for the oil but they're full and it costs about thirty thousand dollars to keep an oil tanker full without it even burning fuel to move just to keep it afloat to keep it staffed to keep it there it's thirty thousand dollars a day we should go on a road trip we should take this show on the road right now (laughs) so that's how people ask well how could it be how could it be you know how could it be negative it's like because the cost of containing the oil and shipping the oil and is more and storing the oil yeah it's is more than what it's currently worth it's um it's pretty crazy so it's um i've actually made some investments with um uh, some real ve- real estate investment trusts and some other uh, companies that deal with um, tr- storing and transporting oil, like p- companies that own pipelines. They they aren't building the pipelines; they own the pipeline or they own the infrastructure for moving it around. They've been absolutely hammered. They're like down, you know, they're like ten percent of what the stock price was. So it's kind of as long as the companies don't fail, it's kind of a good time to buy. They're going to definitely go back up. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. going to. It's well. There's a chance that the company could just there fail. There is a chance that we. That, and um, then somebody else buys up the assets, yeah. and you lose everything. That's always a risk. But but there's a pretty good chance that we're going to start using that oil soon, and that price is going. These go. guys didn't become billion oil we're billionaires not, by being just, not crafty. Just because yeah. people believe that technology is great doesn't mean we're going to suddenly stop using oil like fucking psychopaths. We're going to continue yeah. using oil. all of the tech companies that claim to be green are dependent on that. Everything oil. in this board with the sound is running through was made with oil it's made of oil yeah it's even shipped the, by even oil. the uh the the metal parts the energy used to to process it and move it around is almost all oil unless it's coal or gas but it's almost all didn't coal used to be oil until it got hard mm. i think that, <laughs> i think that they're related i think they're cousins at least i don't know that they're brothers uh, honestly i I'm, think that I, 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 I gotta be honest i'm uh, kind of retarded <laughs> Oil, oil took a dick pill and it yeah. became cold. It took ah. blue chew. Yeah, blue chew. Blue, blue chew. chew. By the way, this episode is sponsored by blue chew. <laughs> you get an online consultation with a doctor that you don't even have to see. Uh, you just take the one blue chew and then your dick is hard and ready to go and you can stuff your old lady's muffin till the cows come home, if you have cows. So, if you don't have cows and there's cows coming home... You, you should call wrong. somebody. <laughs> so, uh, so to, to all the the listeners out there, um, or anybody, um, if you've got, you know, ten grand of savings sitting aside, and you've never invested in anything but cash before, that stresses me out. Uh, there's some pretty tremendous opportunities right now to double, triple, quadruple, or quintuple your money without even thinking about it. If you have $10,000 laying around, give it to me and I will do a parlay of next week's fights. <laughs> or and you could you could give it to me. Give it to him. I'll quadruple your money yeah. and then give you a 10% return. Yeah. And then I keep the rest. I was going to I was going to uh, double the money and give him half back. Mm, give that's him a really, 50% that's return. Fair. 
I mean, that's that's what a lot of. I mean, that sounds like a fucking psychopathic thing to do, but that's actually what a lot of financial institutions do. They're like, you give us your money, and we'll invest it wisely and keep all the profits and give you your money back plus a tiny bit more, yeah. and act like we're doing you a fucking favor. Which they are because you don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're ten yeah. percent richer, but they're of, making a killing. It's sort of like the old. Uh, I know. You, I know you did telemarketing. I don't know if you did fundraising like I did. Never uh, did fundraising. We would. Uh, we had contracts where we would call for troopers or whoever it was, and they would get. Uh, somebody would give a hundred dollars, and the whatever organization we were calling for would get twelve dollars. And so they get twelve percent of. Yeah, the- I always said that's twelve more dollars than they were going to get. Hmm. So, but the trick is, like, so you're scared, right? You said you're scared. Yeah, that stresses me. I got, I got ten grand, and I want to, you know, do something with it. Well, there's this amazing thing called diversification, and some some smart ball. So you give it to a black guy. Some some smart guy in a suit who lives who lives in New York City who does this shit for a living said something real smart, and he said diversification is is the an investing diversification is the only free lunch. What he means by that is if you buy a variety of different things, you cast a wide net, the chances of a, a, I feel like a, I'm being a, sold a timeshare right now. <laughs> the, the, so if you buy a variety of different things that all you think are all good purchases, the, the, the chance of a, a significant chunk of those things all failing or doing bad is low because some of them are going to fail, some of them are going to do great, but it's a way of hedging your bets, right? If you invest in a variety of different things, not everything is going to fail, no matter how bad it gets. Some things are going to do well. So by buying a variety of different things, you're hedging your bets. You're putting, you know, whereas if you just buy one stock, it's like high risk, high reward. That stock could do great. It could fail. High risk, high reward versus low risk, lower reward. Yeah. So you dis- you determine what your personal um, risk aversion is or, or like um, you know how, how much risk you're willing to take on and so you can you can invest according to that if you're if you're like fucking go big or go home you can just put it all in one penny stock or if you're like oh I'm very scared about scared, spending my money you know losing my money you can invest conservatively and get a good return without a lot of risk there's a bunch of different approaches and it's not rocket science there's like you know I think there's more than a few books on this and it's something like like not enough people yeah, in you, America know about really because we don't we're not taught this shit in school. I mean, some classes I'm sure some teachers teach kids about it, but I wasn't taught about it. And uh, no, I wasn't at all. No, of course you weren't. Jesus Christ, you, can, you uh, were taught about Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, it's actually a, a thing that they have put into the Grand Theft Auto Five game. Like so, oh, uh, investing, uh, investing. Can, yeah, that's how you make your money. Like in the game, you make you don't make all that much money till the end of the game. When you're do, uh, drug dealing and stuff, yeah. and robbing people and shit. Yeah, you're not making a whole lot of money. So what you do is there's certain uh, uh, jobs that you do. You got to kill the uh, the owner of uh, like uh, the the Apple quote unquote company. I loved killing that guy. Well, what you do <laughs> is you invest that. in the the Samsung brand, and then you wipe out him and a couple other people. And then the Samsung stock shoots up. Go yeah. up. <laughs> so that's like something that you would love that game. If you would play through yeah. one time, and you you didn't know about that, you wouldn't make any money. But like my second playthrough of that, like before you assassinate these these certain people, you invest all your money in the the, the other the other brands. It's hilarious. But yeah, it's that's the only time yeah. I've ever. I mean, and there's like um, 
I feel like there's a good story or anecdote to explain the concept I'm trying to express right now. But like most of the people who are wildly successful like tried like went bankrupt a bunch of times like they, they saved up all their money and put it all in and lost it and saved up all their money and put it all in lost it they did that a bunch of times and then one time they hit big and then they became Jeff Bezos or whatever you know like oh yeah there's yeah him and like uh uh, fucking Mark, uh, the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks, he's on that one show. Mark Cuban. Yeah. Mark Cuban. Like he he him. went ass up a dozen times until he figured out one thing, and it was broadcast.com, which essentially became podcast. Yeah, and then once you've got that, once hmm. you've got that big money, once you've got that thing, like um, what PayPal was to Elon Musk or what Amazon is to Jeff Bezos or you know the thing that you hit big, then you're too big to fail. But if you don't have the balls to pony up. And take some big risks, you know. Then you gotta. Then you have to think about. Um, you have to think about kind of like grinding it out. Yeah. Which is more like what I'm doing because. Like a Randy Couture fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, I know. I know. If I grind it out and I'm just careful, I can. I can steadily grow. Get a decision and do do okay. I don't have enough the, uh, savings to to really have the balls. To I have no yeah, savings right now. I'm the richest I've been ever right now <laughs> because of the government. They well, take it all back anyway. Well, you don't have to have a lot to start. I mean, um, what do like, you use? Like, I know there's apps like, do I, li- you- I like Charles Schwab. Okay. He's um, a trusted name. There's, um, there's Robin Hood is yeah, totally Robin free. Hood. Robin Hood is totally free. There's all, I mean, there's a bunch of different options. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's so many options. It sort of um, me out too. I would say go with, go with Schwab or Robin Hood. Um, Schwab is free. I think you have to have a certain amount to start. You get your own little like sort of investment nerd to help you out there. Yeah, you've got a you have an advisor you can you can talk to, and then you've got like extra analysis because of the their associates. You know, you you've got the Charles Schwab ratings, and then you've got ratings from other places because you're with them. They give you some extra tips and pointers about this Schwab's an A or this Schwab, you know, or whatever, and they kind of. You know, kind of, um, and then there's services like you have watch stocks. So it's like I'm watching these 10 stocks and I'm waiting for the price to go down. You can have them all in your account. So you can go to that page and look at which one's up and which one's down. You can have notifications when this stock gets to this point. Um, crazy. I want to buy, or when this stock gets too high, I want to sell. And you can have all that stuff just sent to you. You know, you don't even have to think about it. It's just, that's nuts. <sighs> I'd like to be more like the uh, the artist that what's his name the uh, oh uh, the Facebook guy. To be honest, like God damn it, what is his name? I'm not trying to give invest specific investing advice, but I mean a lot of other people have said this, but other than me, Warren Buffett and people that if you just um, put your extra money instead of saving it or whatever or um, spending it on insurance or whatever bullshit you're spending it on, if you just put you know, 10% of your paycheck into the uh, and invest it into the S&P 500 index, an S&P 500 index fund. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Um, it's it's That's basically just a bundle of stocks. You're buying um, the 500 biggest companies in, in the stock market, and that has g- given a 7% return since the beginning of time. So if you want a 7% return instead of nothing on your money, start putting your money in the S&P 500 index and just keep adding to it over time and reinvest your dividends. And instead of having, um, instead of just spending your money as soon as you get it, you know, whatever you're putting in there, you will double your money um, every 11 or 12 years. So if you had $10,000 now and you invest it as I'm suggesting, um, in 2030, you'll have um, $20,000. Yeah. 
Aaron was talking. You said the Facebook artist. It's David Cho. Yeah, David Cho. He um, <clears throat> he's just a graffiti artist. He was doing fine. He was doing okay. Yeah, and then people uh, know who he was. I forget the guy's name. The Facebook guy. It's not Zuckerberg. It's another one of the initial investors. The guy that did Napster. He uh, approached David Cho, say he likes his art, and he'll give him a bunch of Facebook stock to come in and paint a mural. In the, at office, the headquarters, yeah. and he gave him I don't know however many shares, but this guy's a billionaire now. Yeah, and this is the only stock he owned. <laughs> and he does whatever the fuck he wants. He does now. whatever he, he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah, he had a show of him doing that kind of. He's thing. just I'm an absolute lucky. savage. Like yeah. I'm not lucky. Like well, also you're not an amazing artist. Yeah. Well, you might be. I don't know. I'm well, not seeing your art. Well, I would say you probably. You know, you might not want to bank on being lucky. You, you might want to just play the odds, which is to do what I just suggested, which is. Get a seven percent return doing a mindless task. It's, it's essentially and like discipline. It's like gambling, yeah. except for you have a little bit more control over it. No, than like, than like craps. I, I make a distinction between gambling and investing, in that um, um, investing. In the case of investing, well, I used to have fuck. This is an idea I had. And I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the ball. The difference between gambling and investing. Gambling is. Um, when you have oh it's this simple when you have a um, an equal chance of succeeding or a less chance of succeeding that's gambling mm-hmm. when you have a greater chance of succeeding or slightly less than equal chance of succeeding that's an investment and that's the only fucking difference so if I'm playing Texas Hold'em and I'm playing the odds and I'm just playing the odds just like with the way AI would do it that's not gambling that's investing. that's investing yeah because you sort of know what you're doing because the odds are in your favor if the odds are in your favor you're investing may the odds be ever in your favor and also fortune favors the bold fortune 500 so if you fortune wanna, if you want to take a bunch of stupid risks <laughs> if that's your personality ty- type to woohoo you know go big or go home and you take turn a bunch your head of around risks. backwards and push it all in yeah go all in for every hand um or fold every hand, fold or go all in for every hand. That's a that's a style that lends itself to both poverty and insane riches. Hmm. Benjamin uh, wanted me to tell you he's not a supremacist. I he, hate Benjamin. He literally is just pointing out differences. He's not saying whether <laughs> whether one is better than the other. He's just pointing out differences. I don't know if you guys saw it, but this is my picture with Benjamin today. My mother's adorable, tiny, weird dog. <laughs> and I said, Benjamin is always very nice until he starts spouting off about how the Tibetan Mastiff next door has sideways private parts. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Benjamin. <laughs> Smells fishy to me. He's extremely cute. When my mom dies, I'm probably going to take him. <laughs> Get rid of the other ones. Well, she's already told me that the one I have to take him and the one that looks like Baxter. No. But I don't really... I'm kind of liking not having a dog, i got to be honest. Really? Yeah. It's a lot easier. It's so much more peaceful. Yeah. I'm kinda, hey, what, man? Like, having a cat every once in a while, he's a little cuddle buddy. It's nice. I'm kind of like... I mean, not like... I'm, of course, I like having a dog, but not having one for a little while, I think, is going to help me a little bit in my brain. Sort of like sitting on the rock and staring over at the river like an asshole. I think that, that helped me today. Yeah. But I, I sort of broke my meditation. And I looked over, 
and there was two people, and the guy was standing up on the rock, sort of doing a, uh, a pose while his girlfriend took a picture of him. It's great. Faggot. Yeah. Instagram couples are my favorite thing. I uh, watch from afar. My favorite thing is when people are doing that to just like get into the picture, <laughs> and then they then then like then they try to do it again from a different angle. And <laughs> I like to just watch them. They were like they were way far. You know that the diamond lookout. There's the big one where there's a whole bunch of people. I took the little side the quest side where the stair where the ladder and shit is down there. This is a different. This might not be the diamond lookout. It's the last lookout before you get to the end. If you if you go the backwards way that I went. Yeah. Right. So. I, I was just sitting over there being mindful, being at one with nature, listening to the birds, <laughs> feeling the ants as they crawl over my legs. And then I just look up, I wake up and I, I look over slightly to my right and there's a guy doing a fucking Captain Morgan pose <laughs> over top of the river while his stupid girlfriend takes a picture of him in fucking landscape mode. <laughs> Can't even upload that to Instagram. I wonder if I know them. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so... Did watching Midnight Gospel kind of inspire you to meditate? Well, I mean, I kind of do that anyway like when I'm uh, doing yoga and shit. Or if I'm just sitting there, sitting, listening to music and doing nothing but listening to music is meditating. Yeah. Yeah, I did that with uh, the soundtrack yesterday. The Midnight Stranger, Gospel? Stranger oh, Things. Stranger, Stranger Things soundtrack. And then also I went to the Inception soundtrack, which is one of my Ooh, favorites. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. But uh, Midnight Gospel is uh, I, I ranted about it last week It is It's funny And there's a little Not even a lesson But a, little, a bunch of hippie shit in there Along the way that's really good But like I told you When his uh, He's interviewing his mom And it gets to that point where he's like She's talking about how She's going to die and everybody's going to die and he just goes, what do you do? And she just goes, cry. And the music swells real big. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's where I lost it. I, start, I, mean, I, I started like all of the deaths that I've experienced. Sobbing. Both dogs. Yeah. I just started crying. I was sobbing. And then she says, I love you. And that kind of love is never going to go away. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and that was real. That was a real conversation he had with his mom who died three weeks later. Like, what a beautiful thing to just have. Yeah, he know? has that. Yeah, forever. And he made her in on his series. And if that's the last episode, the last thing he does, he did a great thing, yeah. in my opinion. It's so good. Yeah, it. I loved it. And it's stupid, too. It's like there's silly. all It's, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> there's a lot of dumb shit. It's so him. I, I loved it. Yeah, it's it, 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 the ice cream drought. Like you know, that's <laughs> that's Pendleton Ward, who's the kid who's in an ice cream drought. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I, uh, Johnny I Pemberton's it. like he's, uh, you know, the guy in the first episode that's sort of the president's liege. He's like crawling mm-hmm. around, and the president slaps him every, every time. <laughs> that's Johnny Pemberton. <laughs> if you know who he, you know, you know him if you saw him. Well, I see him on a lot of, or hear him a lot on podcasts. Yeah, but he's like a. Forty-some-year-old guy that looks like he's seventeen. So always play, he always plays a young kid. That's funny. But yeah, um, no, it, it kind of inspired me to meditate this week. I I've done it now five days in a row. Like, what do you do? Just sit quietly, or I've been using the Headspace mm-hmm. app. I like it. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to try to stick with it. But I I've been doing it first thing in the morning. When I'm driving around on the, on the forklift at work and listening to a podcast or music or whatever, I'm meditating. Yeah, I guess for me it's just forcing myself to just not think about all the shit I have to get done, and especially working from home, I feel like I immediately get up and I'm, you know, there's no like buffer. Yeah, 
you know you don't have a drive to work right. maybe you should make a coffee run in the morning to somewhere 10 minutes away i know just go to the just go to one of the, the coffee shops in golly yeah <laughs> so many <laughs> miss that no it it has been it has actually miss this year or this week i've done a lot better with that like making my bed every day and making i mean i do have my coffee i drink a ton of coffee but um just kind of having that buffer like that 30 minutes before i get started and like the drive to work doesn't really bother me like a lot of people 45 used, minutes I it takes to you like it i'm of. like eh, it's sometimes it used to be that would be the only alone time i would get was the the ride to and from work yeah. especially when i was married or if I had a girlfriend that would never go the fuck away. Or, you know, whatever it is. The ride home. A fuck buddy that was lingering. <laughs> the ride home, though, to me, was like the thing that I missed changing to working from home. I just feel like when I got home, I was like decompressed and I was like, work's done. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm well, whenever you finish your daily work, just go for a drive. Just go for a drive. Put on bright eyes and go for That's a 15 minute drive. That's true. No, I've, I've done better this week. Because um, everything being closed, that was kind of like my sanity, just getting out at least once a week to just try to get... Well, everything's know. opening back up. I know. And the only people that I see ranting about it being too soon for everything to open back up are the people that don't work, have <laughs> never worked, and still live with their parents and they're in their 30s. Those are the people that I see ranting a, about not opening back up too soon. There's a lot of people um, not in that category. Maybe not people around here so much. Just, I'm just, just the people that I see. Right. My uh, friend group. Right. These are the people that uh, they've never, I've never known them to do anything, but all of a sudden they're fucking epidemiologists. And this is a very dangerous thing. And, and it is and it isn't, man. Like, it's also dangerous to have people stuck at home. Yeah. yeah. And not, there are people comparing it to slavery. That's not. What? Yeah. There, there are you people being very hyperbolic about the entire That's thing. That's weird. No, but I don't. It's not freedom. It's not America. I can tell you that. Going around seeing people in, <clears throat> in masks. And I get it. Um, I mean, I don't know. If you. So, like. Um. Let's like pretend like that you you know you you're in a third world and you make a living by you know buying things from one village from farmers and then you know taking them with your your truck to another village and then selling them so they can go to market or whatever and that market closed down because they're scared of a virus that has a point one to point three case mortality rate and you're not allowed to do that anymore. And you're on the verge of starvation. And for um, tens of millions of people right now, UN said 30 million on the brink, whatever that fucking means. But we're talking about tens of millions of people in the third world that that are affected by that. Um, that's a little bit more of an issue than someone wanting a haircut or yeah 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 yeah. And and so you know that's not our immediate world because our world is pretty. You know we've got. Even the poorest of us. We got it pretty good here. Even even yeah. in the third world of America, here in West Virginia, we've got it pretty good. Even up twenty mile, people are making more money than they ever have up twenty but, mile holler. Yeah. But I guess one of the things I'm trying to get across is that um, in economics, it's you have to think of it as like an ecology, right? It's all connected. It's like if you um, you know if you dump water and if you dump oil into the creek, 
in Scrabble Creek, it's going to go into the river and it affects everything. It has an effect on the ocean. It affects everything. The economy is the same way. And if we're not, if we suddenly stop spending in all the ways that we have been spending, and there are very fragile economies in poorer parts of the world that are, that their, that their work is suddenly cut off, or their way of feeding their family, like literally feeding their family is suddenly cut off, that has a direct impact on them. Um, and so it's like, I mean, my view of it is if, is if you're voluntarily deciding to, um, you know, reduce your risk of, of this, of this, um, this phenomenon and to not expose yourself and to stay home and to like just stock up on basics and stay home and do that because you're concerned about your health. Uh, I don't have a single problem with that whatsoever. But when you have um, an entire media cabal and um, a, like like a centralized government cabal of governments all over the world forcing people to not be allowed to trade, forcing people to do this or that, you know, putting economic lockdowns where you're actually requiring that people get put out of work or requiring that this economic avenue or that economic avenue get shut down. That means that that action of using authoritarian force to prevent that trade from happening has a consequence and it always is a consequence most heavily for the poorest people and the most vulnerable people which of course are like people in Africa people in China people in India who were at the point now of tens of millions of people dying just from starvation I'm not talking I mean, about there, it, anyway you know, without all this you know no not anyway without all this we're talking about tens of millions of people more dying yeah. than would have died if we had just let the let the virus run its course and kind of manage it the way Sweden kind of has and kind of be like okay we're gonna we're gonna track it learn as much as we can and, and do the best we can with what we have but we're not going to shut down the economy so it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit triggery for me when someone says something like um, oh you just want a haircut or you just care about money or you just want this or that and you don't want to be inconvenienced by this when there's a very real consequence um, for this especially when it's not just the United States doing it or just like a few isolated cases it's like most of the people in the world are locked down rent is due motherfucker I mean you know like (laughs) there are people that haven't even been able to apply for unemployment yet and they have been unemployed for a month and a half I saw something they haven't been able to get through the fucking lines yet. I think 54% of Los Angeles County is now uh, is now uh, unemployed yeah Jesus. And that's uh, We crossed 30 million people Unemployed Newly applied For unemployment this week Just the ones that have got Their applications Have been processed I know a lot of people Personally who still Have not been processed Who applied for yeah. unemployment mm-hmm. and, the, and you're not even Counting under the table workers Or people like me You know who I'm, you know, People who are losing money Or losing work But who haven't Reported unemployment Because yeah. they're not They don't fit into the box If, if this goes on another month It's going to cross 50 million and how many people actually work in this country anyway? 125 million? Yeah, it's like 150 or so, maybe. So a third of the people who did have jobs officially now don't. And that's not counting the people who haven't been able to fucking get through the government phone line to file for unemployment. And then if it goes on for a month and a half, it's going to be 75 million. So what's the, what's the death toll for Rona right now? It's, it's like 200,000 globally. 
Something like that, yeah. Maybe I'm. I mean, we'll give them three hundred thousand. Okay, we'll give them a million. Three oh. three hundred thousand. Well, the UN estimates that thirty million people are facing starvation. Which is worse, thirty million people starving, or three hundred people dying of a disease who are vulnerable anyway because they're old, sick, or have comor- comorbidities? Now. All that being said, it would be a bit of poetic justice if you and I both got the Rona and died on a ventilator <laughs> um, <laughs> in CAMC with a bunch of people walking by. I told you so. Um, <laughs> you mean me and the me, you and the thirty six other people yeah. in the entire state here are going to die from it? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just yeah, it's starting to get it's starting to get a little bit like the emperor. I mean, it's been a little, a lot of bit. Like the emperor is wearing no clothes. Sort of like, bit of an overprotective mother happening. Well, I mean, I'm against, I'm against paternalistic government policies in fair weather times, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just think it's immoral, and I think that it's immoral no matter how bad things get to, for the government to pretend like, oh well, you know, we're going to take your phone away because you're, you know, you're spending too much time on your phone or there's a risk. So we're going to force you to stay home or force you to do this or that. The other, um, I got a secret for you. Individuals can, you know, if we reopen the, the economy or whatever, if we never closed it, you can still stay home, ho ass. You ho ass bitch. You can still stay home. And no one's forcing you to go expose yourself to this disease if you're scared yeah. of it. But it's it's a weird uh, one way street where, you know, um, I, well, I made a post that said, um, uh, I said force other people to be the change you want yeah. to see in the world. <laughs> it says you know a play on the Gand- famous Gandhi quote: yeah. "Be the change you want to see in the world." If you are concerned about it and many many people are before they even implemented the lockdowns this was already happening people were isolating people were doing all the things you know most of the people that still are were doing it then most of the people that still will or most of the people that were doing it voluntarily will still do it yeah and so so people have this uh, delusion that just because it's now um you know state allowed by the mommy and daddy are now allowing you to go get your haircut and do these other things that suddenly that means people are going to like flood back in as if they're they're not going to be scared of the disease anymore yeah it's going to take a long time for people to yeah even if they open wide back open it's going to take a while right so um, which do you think that screws businesses more because right now they can qualify for loans and stuff but like allegedly but like if you're able to reopen and people are not ready to come back out and use your service or buy your products. That's then a good question, man. That's this, this whole thing is so messy. I don't you know, know the answer. Like, what about the people that are uh, immunocompromised? Like you got the 70 year old woman that works at Walmart or any, anywhere, yeah. not Walmart cause they can still go to work. Right. But they were laid off from their job because of the Rona and they're 70 and they've got COPD or whatever. And their business is allowed to open back up. And now they have a, they have a choice of going back to work and maybe getting it and not getting unemployment because they've been invited to go back to work. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a fuck me if I do fuck me if I don't. Right. Not really because I mean, we're looking at, um, I mean, if, if the, if the new studies are right, right, we're looking at, um, South Korea had a new, um, study come out that shows that once you've had it, it's, I'm not going to say nobody who has had it, I'm not going to make an absolute. It's likely that you're that yeah you're immune once you once you've had it, um, you, you're not going to get it again. I'm not saying that's universally true, but that's what this study showed, and based on tens of thousands of people. And so once you've had it, you're not going to get sick. We know that from that study, and then we know from the uh, 
the antibody, um, the the randomized antibody test from what what you might call California, 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 and then the one in New York that show that um, that suggests that about sixteen percent of us have already had it. So that means sixteen percent. You know, so it's what that's showing is that the mortality rate is extremely low. And it's also showing that once you have exposure to it and you don't get sick or you recover from it, you're immune, just like you know, chicken pox. Uh, I was fucking with my boss yesterday, like the branch manager, like not not my direct boss, <laughs> but the branch manager. He's walking around with a blue uh, bandana around his oh, face yeah. the entire time, and uh, we were uh, we were gathered around. Uh, one of the guys' phones looking at uh, something. They're building this big thing in Milton. And we were looking at uh, looking at that, like the plans for it. And he comes in, fellas, not social distancing in here. Not wearing masks. And I just turn around. We've all already had it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, yeah, we already had it. I got tested. I had the antibodies. We got it back in January when Jimmy was coughing his face off in the... Uh, uh, during inventory and you guys made him go home back before, that's when we all had and he's just like back before mommy and daddy taught the whole world how to wash their hands <laughs> and he just completely changed the subject <laughs> that's hilarious I do that to him all the time <laughs> no but um, what I was getting at is um, I, I want you to you know if you if you care about uh, you know if you ever listen to me maybe listen to me and open your heart and your mind a little bit to the idea that um, this thing is not as far as the virus goes it's, it's starting to look like it's not really much of a threat to you um, there is you know I'm not saying there aren't susceptible groups I'm not saying that people age 45 and other and people who are immunocompromised are not at risk because those are the only people who are really dying from it especially in you new get york, the random one every now and then especially in new york state in new york city for some reason there seem to be like you, you know you especially everybody people when everybody's piled it's, on top of it's each almost other. like there's something special about people who live in that region that makes them many many times more likely to die of Cor- corbett 16.5 but i'm i'm just suggesting that maybe um the the tens of millions of people who are going to die from the economy being shut down and um, the government um, authoritarianism and the surveillance state and uh, all the big tech tech shit that's going on and the force of vaccines that they're going to push on us and the gun control they're probably going to push on us because of this and the fact that so many people are now going to accept There's all There's literally been no shootings in America. Um, I'm, now, I'm sure there have been some. But there yeah, hasn't. Now those things seem more like an imminent threat of something. If you want to worry about something, uh, there are a lot of things that, that you could worry about. I'm not worried about any of it, but I'm... I'm looking at it, and I'm, I am not, con- I am not worried about catching the Corbett sixteen point five, and if I did catch it, I wouldn't be worried about getting really sick from it or dying from it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm saying headline. I'm saying statistic- local man thinks it's impossible to die from <laughs> statistically. I want a picture of him like turning. Around. <laughs> like statistically, <laughs> if the science is right, and I'm not saying it is, I'm saying that with what we have right now, 0.1 to 0.3% case mortality rate. That's that's the same as the flu, guys. Is that Chuck's? Yeah, that's Chuck's. Fuck Chuck. Thing so, that he leaves there every week. So I'm asking if maybe if you spit it all over him. I know. If you're currently scared, Maybe you should think about um, not being scared of the virus um, if you're healthy and you're below the age of, if you're 44 or younger, 
and start being maybe a little bit more concerned about your freedom, your liberties, and all the other things yeah. that are being threatened right now. I put now. up a post a couple weeks ago that Just said a suggestion. There's, there's never yeah. been... Um, a government has never came out of a tragedy with less power. Yeah. I put that up a few weeks ago to make myself look smart and cool. Got three likes, so... <laughs> I'm, I can be pretty aggressive about suggesting... What I think you know is going on, but I'm never gonna like push you to try to believe something, or what, or, or to take on any risk that you feel like you shouldn't take on. What about our friend John Radcliffe? Uh, he's the uh, chairman of the West Virginia Podcasters Association, of which we've been the uh, podcast of the year. I've been the man of the year five times. He's seventy six years old. Is he? Is he a ward of the state? He is not a ward of the state. Somehow he likes us, and he's a perfectly functioning human being. Is he an incel? He is. Mm, I don't think so. He's got a son. Is he a, is he a, a dangerous, depraved loner? No, he could. He's seemingly dangerous, but I'm not sure if he's a loner. Mm. Well, so what, he could so, be dangerous. So what's the he's question? 76 years old. What should he do? He's in good health. Good looking guy. Good Lowe's. That's where well, everybody is. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I mean, going to one of the bottlenecks that we're forced to go to, where all the sick people are going, <laughs> is probably not a good idea. I would I would recommend um, 76 years old. Stock up on some basics. Have somebody that you trust who's healthy deliver you some Metamucil, John. And stay home. Yeah. I would say, suggest that for a 76-year-old immunocompromised man. I really he's will. probably so mad right now because he's only 50, but still. He looks 74. He looks amazing for 76. <laughs> he does. He's got the nice cue ball head like old dad here. He doesn't look a day over 69. Uh, that's, hey, a, that's the thing I used to say to people uh, when I'd call them on the phone for the telemarketing. And I'd, and I'd be like, uh, top donation's $100. Like, oh, I'm on a fixed income. I'm, I'm, I'm 80, 83 years old. I'd be like, well, you don't sound today over 82. <laughs> <laughs> did any of them laugh? Of course they did. I'm hilarious. <laughs> and if they didn't laugh, they didn't get it. My, my brand of humor is just not for them. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, Lowe's is crushing it right now. Just so everybody knows. Home Depot is too. Yeah. I got, I got, I got stock on Home Depot. It's yeah. awesome. I've not uh, been to a Lowe's or a Home Depot. There's there's so many fucking virgin preppers coming out, and all of a sudden they think they can buy their way into preparedness by buying all the shit, you know, starting new gardens and buying shit from Home Depot and stocking up on tools and things. It's, it's, it's cute. I like it. We had a $100,000 a day the other day at work. I bet you guys are doing great. It's a, it, it slowed down some for walk-in business, but deliveries, I mean, we've had record deliveries. And... Uh, we built a hundred thousand dollars worth of shit the other day. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane. That's if you do that every day and you don't. But if we did that every day, that's a three million dollar month. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like there's a deliberate shift of wealth happening. Well, because some people are booming and some people people are haven't impoverished. people haven't stopped building shit. Like if you're gonna get a, a contractor, a, a uh, a land developer to stop developing land they don't give a fuck well let's let's just go ahead and make this clear any any nons listening to the show non-essentials yep suck it uh, you can go ahead and stop listening because this is an ense- this is an essential show <laughs> we really this only for essentials this actually literally, literally is essential broadcasting is essential yep. and we're, um, we're talking about news stuff sometimes we don't we don't um, sometimes <laughs> We don't really take kindly to non-essentials <laughs> on this show. So if you're out of work or if you've lost your livelihood or your small business failed because of uh, because of the Rona, 
Don't come to us for help. Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe you should stop listening. Just go ahead and yeah. You know, Maybe unpl- you're going to lose everything anyway. So eventually that phone's going to die, and you're going to be where to charge it. So maybe you should try getting a, an essential job like a real man. Oh, maybe read a book. Maybe you should try reading know. reading a book. Yeah, any book. I don't care if it's uh, fucking. Uh, Green uh, eggs and ham. That one, yeah. <laughs> Noam Chomsky, man. Did you notice how I couldn't think of a book? <laughs> Maybe you should read Noam Chomsky, Manufacturing Consent, because Manufacturing Consent, because he's an educated man. I watched some of that documentary, but he is so profoundly boring to listen to if if you're not completely it's, into it. It's almost as if he's deliberately trying to make his message inaccessible. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Noam, Noam Chomsky. Chomsky. You may pull up a little bit of Noam Chomsky talking if you need a nap. <laughs> I like to to live in if I am to read it's going to be something that is uh not real. What's the name of that book I like uh that American I never finished? Gods? No, the Joke? the video game book. They made a movie out of it. This kid puts on a headset and gets sucked into oh, it. Oh, Ready Player, Player One. One. Yeah, it's fun. Did you watch that movie? No, I want to, but... He has the spread book. of the Nazi power. Oh, and he barely enunciated. Vocal fry. This is in his younger days when he was only 78. To be, for most of my childhood, the only Jewish family in a... Irish and Ger- mostly Irish and German Catholic. What is, what is he? He's do? an economist, or he's a, a linguist. Linguist. Yeah, he's a linguist and also a philosopher, and he's yeah. like widely acclaimed as the most important intellectual of our time by the frothing of the mouth virtue signaling leftists that dominate Ugh. the media and the academia world. He right seems now. like a nice enough guy. I like Noam Chomsky as a person. I fucking hate him as an intellectual. <laughs> he's not. I get it. I get it. I mean, there are things that that he has ideas that he has. Um, pontificated and put forth that I still like utilize and it, it you know he is important but he's he's also um, he's done a lot of damage to be frank hmm. it's like it's basically it's, it's sort of like a um, it's sort of like a badge like if you just like it's like a way of virtue signaling if you say oh you know, you just say Noam Chomsky, or I like reading Noam Chomsky. It's kind of like yeah, nobody likes reading Noam Chomsky. Um, or even if you do, it's it's just like a signal. It's just a way of saying, oh well, I'm virtuous, and I'm not only am I virtuous, but I'm, you know, academia. You know, I'm literate in academia speak, and I'm virtuous, and that means I'm more literate and and somehow more educated than you. If I just use the word Noam Chomsky to refer to an idea I'm sharing, it somehow means I'm better than you. Oh, here's I'll a, be sure um, to use that at dinner parties. Noam, Noam Chomsky. Just, just go say the word Noam Chomsky in a conversation. You'll win points. I guarantee it. Nice. Did you guys see that the most recent uh, conference that Mario, not Mario Cuomo, the governor of New York, his son, uh, no. not, not Chris Cuomo. Who's the governor of New York guy? Cuomo. It's, it's other uh, Cuomo. It's uh, the other Cuomo. I, I forget his name. But he, Cuomo. Here's his most recent news conference. Okay, I get people are frustrated. We have to sacrifice. Quick story. My wife used to be very unsatisfied with me in the bedroom. Personal story. She wanted me to put my mouth where her pee-pee comes out of. I was shocked. But I wanted to please her, so I sacrificed. Why do I tell this story? I tell this story so you know that sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do for the people. Do you really think I wanted to put my nose and mouth in the Petri dish that is my wife's privates? No. 
a place so nightmarishly awful the only way to describe it is with this sound? <sighs> oh, we do we have to do? Okay, next okay. question. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they had to do with the Rona, but... Yeah. Uh, we know his wife has nightmarish privates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about it now. Like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see the those doctors do that news conference the other day? Here's a little bit of that. I'm a virologist. I'm an immunologist. <laughs> I've spent my entire life being a doctor, and I'm I'm telling you right now that the way to defeat COVID is with immunity. I want us to be able to fight this off. And what we're going to do is by strengthening your immune system, by not smoking, by eating healthy foods, by letting people pee in your mouth, not only on your face, but in your mouth. When you are getting a steady stream, they call it a golden shower. Sometimes the pee, there's so much of it. It's different streams (laughs) coming at once. It it sort of erupts like a fountain out of your mouth, and it could be a golden fountain too. This is what builds antibodies. If people are not adjusting, ejaculating on you routinely where you're getting ejaculated on you don't even know it's coming you don't know where these viruses are you don't know what's happening but every now and then you might sit down somewhere and then all of a sudden you get up to you get up to leave but you're in ejaculate and this happens all the time so if you're not sitting in ejaculate or people not ejaculating on or near you you're doing yourself really you're not doing yourself any favors out there you know it is very important that you put somebody in the bath and then you drink the bath water and the bath water is gone into the crevices of their anus uh, and in their vagina and and, and it has washed this is all very good information and you are supposed to be drinking that bath water and that is again again this is not new this is something that we've done for years to fight viruses so why now are we shutting down? Why now is it so different? Why are you not simply drinking uh, the bath water where, you, get, where you, you literally put your head in the tub and you remember this? And this is something that all of our parents used to tell us to do and, and the medical community was behind this. For many, many years, you would put your head in the tub and you would drink the bath water of somebody who had just washed their genitals in the water. And this was the way to safeguard your immune system against a viral attack. Do we stay locked down where we have suicide, we have loss of revenue, we have people that are just beating the shit out of their children. I knock the shit out of my son every day. I just get up and I kick him right in the face. I don't know why that is, but it just happens after a month. This is true. Apparently, the only reason you're not beating your kids is you don't see them. <laughs> now, that one wasn't real. That one was a comedian, Tim Dillon. I've got a, I've got a joke. Okay. Um, I didn't think that that joke was very funny, but I think this one is. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the uh, the story of the three bears, but I'm going to do a little analogy with the three bears and Dr. Fauci. <laughs> the first cream pie from Dr. Fauci was too cold. <laughs> the second cream pie from Dr. Fauci was too hot. But the third cream pie from Dr. Fauci was just right. I bet his cum is weird tasting. That's my joke. Kind of a small Jewish man, I imagine. Yeah. Small Jewish man. Probably thick, though. Who has a really tight business funding relationship with a a certain Microsoft founder who who actually... uh, who actually botched the whole HIV 
you know, task force where he actually concluded that HIV led to AIDS, which is actually not true. But somehow people still praise him as if he has done something good. And he's actually just like... What is what what uh, what does cause AIDS? There, there's. I'm not I'm not a professional in this, but I know that that AIDS is something that you get, and then HIV is is a very similar simian disease that you can get that is in a, that is a you know compromises your immune system, but HIV does not cause is it, AIDS. Is it that the HIV? Uh, well, now it doesn't matter if you get HIV, you're going to be all right, but. Uh, it weakens the immune system so goddamn much that it's easier to get AIDS. Is that what it is? It weakens the immune system so much that it's easier you get to get everything. other diseases. But it does not cause AIDS. And he created, Dr. Fauci was partly responsible for creating um, what, what wound up being false, that HIV causes AIDS, and that that's not true. That's I'll tell you what does cause it. Anal sex. Between men, it's fine between a man and a woman. Particularly between black, a woman and a man. Particularly, particularly black men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But especially with when they have big penises, because that causes more bleeding. Terrage, which Terridge. causes more. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, and uh, the uh, sort of like a cat. Black men's penises have barbs on them that cause cuts inside the walls of the vagina. That's like why women so- come so easily with black penises mm-hmm. because they get barbed in there and then like it really hits the G spot really. Really hard. just hammers on that G spot like a like a like so many jackhammers. Mm-hmm. Benjamin actually taught me about that. Benjamin he he's he knows a lot of things <laughs> about that type of thing. <laughs> the differences between different people. This weird thing I'm doing on social media is where I, I grab <laughs> I grab pictures of really cute things and I say terrible things about them. That's my new lane. And people like more than one person messaged me asking if I'm breeding dogs. It's getting it's getting more attention than your good jokes. <laughs> I, mean, I think they're okay. I mean they're not they're not highbrow or anything. They're not really thinkers. I just mean like you you know, you, you make good jokes and, yeah. then, and then you do this like oh you know. well nobody reads the caption. They just they, they just, just see, the cute, see the cute picture. Right. That's kind of why I do it. Because I know nobody's reading the stupid shit that I write, except for the Benjamin stuff. A lot of people really hate Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a white supremacist. Well, just attaching something so awful to this tiny, cute little creature that's so not... He's like one of the sweetest dogs I've ever seen. Like, if you pick him up, and he'll just completely submit to you and let you have his belly. He's like, go ahead, get my belly. I'm like, I got your belly. And he's like, get, get my belly. I'm like, I got your belly. He just completely submits, but he's also... A racist. <laughs> He's also, I mean, I want to find. I, I don't want to order it, but I want a Nazi armband to put around him. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he's so submissive on the couch because in his like political life, he's so assertive. That's probably what it is. It's like it's like a turn on for him. Very aggressive. Switch roles. He wanted to go protest at the Capitol on last Monday, but my mom, of course wouldn't take him because she's uh, practicing social distancing because she's 133 years old. <laughs> I saw a thing where Californians were... California. Calif- in California, they were protesting in front of a state uh, building, you know, like they've been doing all over the country. And, they, and the, they brought out, like, the SWAT guys with the shields and, like, just pushed them off and, like, pushed them mm. into the street. Now, with the shields, I guess it still counts as social distancing because you got a thing between you. Right. Sort of like when you go to the register now at yeah. the gas station <laughs> and there's that plastic thing. Why haven't they had those forever? They should. I mean, I, you know how many times I've sneezed directly in the face of the guy at Gomart? 
literally happened to me at CVS. So Somebody disgusting. sneezed on you at CVS? Yes. Anybody that goes to CVS is sick, too. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Like, I think I had the flu that year. Mm. Because people were disgusting. People best, are disgusting. The best story, though, is an old man shit the floor. <laughs> how do you right shit the floor? I understand how you shit your pants. Well, I mean, it was... It fell out of the pants leg yes, and, and dribbled it was, down. It was a real... Was it runny? Yeah. Oh, poor Who poor had dude. to clean it up? I made my boss do it because I was like, Mm-mm. "You made your boss." I did. I was like, "No, no, sir. This is not worth that much. <laughs> Eleven dollars an no. hour is no, thank you. Not so, enough. <laughs> so, did you watch her clean it up? It was a man, and how did yes. you go about it? He uh, did you laugh the entire time? Did he just like throw a bunch of paper down, p- paper towels <laughs> down first to soak yeah, up the worst? I don't know of if it? you've ever. Well, it's the one in Montgomery, so I don't know if they're all like this, but they have like this carpet. But it's almost like it. It's like a it's super the, fine Burberry. It's like a, it's like a hotel carpet. It's not plush at all. It's oh, it's okay. like a industrial. It's sort of like what I have in my landing there. Just industrial bullshit kind carpet. Of, that you but can put there's in like long, like fibers on it. I've never seen it really. Tines. Even, we'll call it tines. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. It's not a tine. You can't really. So, anyways, I'm sure there's remnants of shit in there. Well, I mean, it goes, uh, it loses its uh, potency after 60 days. Ugh. So, have you ever been back to that CVS since? Mm. I would have quit that day. <laughs> People be shitting in the floor up in here. <laughs> this is old man. I feel so bad. Old for man, him. take a look at my shit. I'm uh, not like you. The woman sneezing on me. Mm. Yeah, that haunted me. Did it get on your tits? Probably. Mm. I felt it hit my face. Oh my god! Yeah, I would just grabbed her by the head, just started bashing her. I register. was in shock. <laughs> I was I was so in shock. I just couldn't believe that somebody would do that. I'd beat adult. her down like I'm fucking Cliff Booth. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is completely off subject, oh. but I found a video of a chick like uh, doing a like a a cam where she's jerking off in front of the video and a parrot is apparently mimicking her and I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> a parrot is mimicking her? Yeah, her pet bird. So would you say that the parrot's parroting her? <laughs> yeah. You can see her parrot there. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna squirt. I don't know. She's she's gonna squirt. But her parrot's just walking like up and down the, the hallway there. Wow. Can you imagine she's, how she's, bad that house stinks? And this is the <laughs> birds are on. disgusting. I'm kind of in, into it. Like, this, I, I, like, I like her. This has got the like the time stamps in it of where the parrot's going to start mimic, mimicking her. <laughs> well, she's squirting. There she goes. She's blasting off. She's kind of hot too. I mean, she's very hot. <laughs> is 
Is this some sort of weird bestiality thing? I don't know. It was, on, e- kicking. It was on E-Fucked. E-Fucked is awesome. Yeah. We need to use E-Fucked more. Yeah, I know we do. <laughs> you hear the fucking parrot? Oh, she- She's definitely playing it up for the camera. Oh, yeah. Is this all like one session? She's sploshing around in her own splooge. <laughs> What's with the kicking? Is she? She's also having a temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's starting to. It's starting to seem like she's faking it a little bit. I mean, a little, yeah. <laughs> Who fakes it with themselves? Well, well, I mean, she's, she's trying she's to get playing paid. it for the camera. Mm. She's trying to get. Paid. Yeah, she's getting. Uh, and then them she's just chilling there with her pair. I mean, in her, she's found a niche. You know, yeah, she's that's... really. She's found a market. I might pay five dollars for that if I was in a really, you know, sad state. Yeah. I uh, mean, like most of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, like if I was like them, if I was a, you know, what's her handle? So people an can incel, ward of the state, <laughs> a yeah. seemingly dangerous loner. Yeah. Our seventy-six-year-old man who looks like a sixty-nine-year-old man. Yeah. The uh, the description of that is great. It's one part Disney movie, two parts Carol Baskins. <laughs> That was the plan until Zazu used all of his Rosetta Stone credits on the Jack Sparrow of Punani tsunamis. There's so many. That is a really long <laughs> description. It's so God great. damn! Was that the title of the video? No, no, that's just the description. Okay. The title is "Pet Ownership Gone Wrong." I don't know. But there's so many it videos. Seems like the, the like, bird was having a good time. There's this chick right here holding a mask of Donald Trump. And you know she's going to jerk off in front of the camera, but okay. I don't know what she's going to do. Well, we should probably look and see what she's going to do. Okay, with why it. not? Here. <laughs> I mean. Fucking Ramadan. And it's time we start blowing shit the fuck up. Oh, and so we got a little bit of Islamophobia going, too. I like it. All these niggers. Whoa. It's time for them to invade she my said it. Oh. pussy. That was a hard Oh, hour. she said it was time for them to invade my pussy. <laughs> the Lily Singh of amateur pornography. Lily Singh. Okay. I think I know who that is. Like I said, you know, my husband has a little dick, but he sure isn't a little sissy faggot who wants to see me take big black nigger fucking Jesus oh God. that's a big word fucking if she says uh, taxation is theft I'll marry her tiny dick fucking faggots stupid motherfuckers little sissy faggot little fucking dick. that's a big dick worthless little faggot we're celebrating Ramadan right now sit and worship this black nigger dick Jesus never fucking have a big nigger coon dick a big nigger <laughs> I guess she starts talking about Austrian economics. I'm, I'm going to send her my info. I'm trying. I'm trying to understand what is what is remarkable about any of this. <laughs> Seems like a normal gal. So he can die and get all these fucking virgins. Well, me on the other hand, I gotta take all the big fucking cock I can get, especially all these fucking niggers. <laughs> Just really leaning into that hard. Yeah, will is. you send that to Tom? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't Just tweet it to him. You mean you mean Tom from MySpace? Him too, but Tom Segura. <laughs> yes. What is their uh, your mom's house pod at Gmail? Donald, yeah, I'll figure it out. You racist little fucking faggot. Oh my god. Listen to that. It sounds like, like she's stirring sounds. macaroni. Yeah, I like the sounds. Man. She is making macaroni. Make America great again, huh? <laughs> I love that. She's got another dong that slaps your uh, butthole. White devils. Who's her target audience, though? I'm really confused. Us. 
But there's like the anti-Islamic thing. But they love Trump, and she just has like his face. Like I'm confused on. Well, she's covering lots of bases. Little racist, little fucking Christians. I think she just has like a board with like every group listed. She's spanking herself with a uh, prayer beads, whatever they're called, rosaries. Rosary. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh, come on, that pussy, you fucking nigger. You know, I've never thought of doing this myself. I've ne- like, of all the things I do when I'm here by myself, I was, from home. Oh, was a squirting a dildo. More important problems than big nigger coon dick. Worry about, like, what? Well, we have to slow down the nuclear arms race, stop terrorism, and world hunger. We have to provide food and shelter for the homeless. And oppose racial discrimination and promote God, I love civil rights. It's so good. It's really good. Also promoting equal rights for women. We have to encourage a return to traditional moral values. <laughs> that was a thing. That was a that was a big experience. Yeah, that was a good one. Huh? I mean, I'm I'm still trying to understand what was remar- remarkable about it. I mean, isn't that what everyone does? <laughs> Like, I don't know about all those sloshing sounds. Have you guys not done that? Like as a couple? Not together. But like <laughs> on your separate on your separate e fuck channels you do it. Have you have, have you thought about starting an OnlyFans? Everybody else is doing it. There's like comedians that were halfway successful that are just starting OnlyFans now. OnlyFans. It's hilarious. That? It's uh it's like amateur porn where you get people's just it's like Patreon for porn. And you, it's kind of like, well, it's you get people like to subscribe. Hardcore. No, you can just show your tits every once in a while. You just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then people may or may not pay you for it. Crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, do you remember her from Morgantown? Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, getting in shape. I know. She's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. It's uh, John's old gal. I only met her once, but yeah. like we still <laughs> randomly will comment on each other's stuff on there. I really yeah. like her. We stayed at her house the night that I got sexually assaulted. Or you guys stayed at her house. I stayed somewhere completely different. <laughs> yeah, you the got, drunkest yeah. I've I was, ever been. I was, I was uh, kidnapped. <laughs> you so weird. I was I taken. That. Where was Liam Neeson <laughs> when I needed him? You were all too drunk. <laughs> and you went. <laughs> yeah, there you were. I did go. <laughs> That is true. Uh, what a funny time in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> what did we even go up there for? Was it, it was a game. Okay. A game. Yeah. And then it, it started before the game and it ended way after the game. Yeah. I haven't had a Long, a Long Island iced tea ever since. Oh, <laughs> but it, I found uh, the uh, the magician uh, pinball machine. You did. Yeah, jeans. You really, jeans. Pissed, you really pissed that old man off. I don't think I pissed him off. I think he he thought he could put me in there and he wouldn't have to worry about me. He'd be like, okay, there's somebody that's not going to be an asshole. I'll, you know, he'll come get a beer every once in a while. Yeah. It was a quarter, too, so it wasn't a 50 cent play. It was a quarter play, so a dollar lasts me a while. It was a lot of fun. You were really excited about that. That, While I was playing, Dutch got kidnapped. Yeah, that's where it happened. Did you guys. And uh, it happened at Jeans. Did you guys finish uh, Ozark? No, we haven't started it yet. You haven't started the new season yet? No. How intense is it on a scale of one to ten? It's a it's an eight. Uh, it's that's pretty good. It's very intense. No, we've been watching Community. Yeah, we're we're in uh, season four. It's noticeably different. Yeah, I it's forgot weird. how noticeable it was. The dialogue is different. Yeah, the, the writing itself is. Different. Isn't that the last one with Donald Glover? 
I th- that's what I told Aaron. I'm pretty sure he leaves at the end of that season. But yeah, like the characters. It's written more sitcommy. It yeah. is, and yeah. like they made Jeff more likable. Like th- there's a lot of fuckery. Yeah. So we're just trying to like get through these 13 episodes because I never watched the last season. The fifth. There's the fifth season where Harmon comes back. I watched it. And then the last one was the one on Yahoo. It was on Yahoo. I never watched it. It's good. It's not. So. It's it's it goes back to being just absolutely whatever. Yeah. Happens happens type yeah. of. But yeah, I was just like, wow. Like even within like the first fifteen minutes, I was like, oh my god, this is different. Yeah, I can't can explain what it is, but it's just different. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that I saw this week that I th- I watched. Uh, I rewatched Goodfellas last night. Really? Oh boy. It's so fucking good. It's I haven't watched that in a really movie. long time. It might be the best movie ever. I'm not sure. I mean, it's so every movie is the best movie ever. Like if it, it just depends. But it might be the best mob movie. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm a fan of Casino. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I can remember loving Casino. It's hilarious. Yeah. I think I like Goodfellas the most just because that was the one I watched the most. Have you seen The Godfather? I've never watched The Godfather. It's... it's does it hold it's, up? Yeah. I mean, th- that type of thing holds up just because everybody in it is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But it's different from, like, the Scorsese movies because his are a little bit more gritty and he uses, like, classic rock as the soundtrack and shit, whereas The Godfather is, like, classical music as the soundtrack. Yeah. It's all very prim and proper, mm-hmm. you know, because they built this whole fake world about how mobsters act. Like... Completely, it's all made up from from a book, the the Godfather book, Mario Puzo, and uh, then mobsters started doing that stuff, like all this weird stuff where you can't turn down a favor if they ask you on the day of your daughter's wedding, shit like that. It's bullshit. It's completely bullshit. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, but De Niro and Al Pacino and everybody's in it, but they're never in a scene together. Huh? They were never in a scene together until Heat. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Which I've never watched Heat. It's been so long that I don't remember it. Yeah. I could watch it again it's and be like of, the first it's time. It's kind of a mediocre movie. Yeah. It's okay. I remember being good, but not fucking Citizen Kane. Of course, I've never seen Citizen Kane, but never seen everybody her. says it's the greatest movie of all time. Well, it, Citizen Kane would be an accurate analogy because it's a mediocre movie. There we go. I like the never-ending story. Did you so. guys see my proposal um, for what we should do for the shutdown? No. Mm-mm. Let me... Uh, let me find that because as you guys know I'm, I'm very much against opening back up too soon and I did like a bit of a diatribe about that a few days ago and I did it to troll because I said uh, some inflammatory things in it where is this at where are we going okay it's an article here Stay safe at home. They're going to lift orders or whatever. And I said, this is a bad idea. Opening up too early could be catastrophic. I propose an armed guard at the entrance to every house and apartment door. If you attempt to leave, you will receive a verbal warning. If you do not comply, you'll be shot on sight. At the beginning of every month, you will, at the beginning of every month, the government will deliver you, deliver you your ration of that stuff Ray ate in the first good Star Wars movie. That was where the joke was. <laughs> the first good Star Wars movie. I figured that would trigger some nerds. Uh, at the beginning of every month, you will, uh, the government will deliver your ration of stuff that Ray ate in the first good Star Wars movie. You'll be expected to make that last until 
the next delivery arrives. This protocol shall continue not only until COVID-19 has been vanquished, but until there are no cases of anything, no flu, no common cold. I don't care if you're lovesick. You stay in your house until we are all completely healed of these horrible diseases. Do your job, government. <laughs> Four likes. <laughs> Picture of cat. Fifty-three likes. I mean, <laughs> I get it. Believe me, nobody wants to read stupid things. I understand. <laughs> Especially for me to call Star Wars bad. People, people don't even want to read intelligent things. They just want to look at pictures, and that's why I wonder what's going to happen with watch videos. I mean, we've seen what was really happened with comedy, like. Uh, Everything has to be two minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. people will build their entire career around a two-minute por- portion of their one-hour set and just put that two-minute portion out. And then they, you go and watch a special, you're like, oh. I wonder if th- this will kind of change it because people might be more, like, appreciative of, like, long-form stuff just getting out of the house and... Yeah, I don't know. Going and doing no, something. Because their attention span isn't improving. It's actually getting worse. Uh because now they, you know, they're just totally screen driven. I guess maybe the screen making. They have made the screen is not helping anyone's attention span. Either. They have made an entire um, streaming service that is just things that are two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and that's that is Quibi? O- only yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Well, I know that's where they're bringing back Renner nine one one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Damn getting it. it. I can realize, like, now, like, in, in retrospect, like, as a musician who was taking himself seriously and trying to release content that I thought people would like, um, releasing, you know, my first album in 2009, second one in 2011, and the third one in 2012, I can realize what a what a critical error I made in trying to construct um, a, a work of art that was conceptual in the form of a full album mm-hmm. of, like you know whatever 10 to 13 10 to 12 songs that all cohesively tied together and what a really tactically stupid thing that was to do for an audience of people that can't even make it through one song so yep there's that i will say like i've always loved coming and recording but i especially appreciate it more now just being able to chat with people in person well and there's something to be said about like being the microphone and the fact that you know other people are listening but they're yeah. not present yeah. it's like a really special uh, kind of situation because you're, there's not an audience there stressing you out but you also at the same time have the pressure of knowing that people are going to hear you so it kind of like pushes us to like you know express our ideas in in, in an intelligible way it's like, it's like a really cool environment I think now that's why I'm doing the bonus apps because a lot of the people that listen to this are Probably not allowed to go to work. The incels, the seemingly well, dangerous yeah. loners. Well, these guys are on house arrest anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They're already there. I mean, the ones that aren't in prison. Yeah. yeah. Am I right? <laughs> um, that's why I always, like, uh, you guys probably noticed over the, the, since we started this, I always try to put one out on Thanksgiving and one out on Christmas, even if we have to do an extra episode, just because there's some people that don't have any anybody to go to. And now they they're in w- that perpetual state of having nobody to go to. They have, they, uh, they have a word for that. It's called losers. (laughs) Pieces of shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Just real pieces of subhuman excrement. They take the time to listen to what we have to say. Um, 
Mm, how long have we done? Oh, we've oh, almost done two almost hours. Two hours. Dang, Dang. Look at us for a bonus ep. There was barely any silence. That's a Rona boner. Yeah. Bonus. That's a Rona boner bonus. Rona boner. Episode two sixty six, which is being recorded before two sixty five. Yeah, it's weird. That's very meta. I know. This is a random so meta. You know how you get like your memories or whatever on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, like a year ago, this past week, we were watching Avengers. Yeah. Like, think about how much things have changed. <laughs> I just want to go to the movie theater. It's going to be a while. I do, too. It's kind of bumming uh, me out. I think they can sell, like, especially with you being able to go in there and them tell you where to sit now. Like, Which they should have been doing. Well, no, you go in and pick. No, yeah. you went in and pick. But, like, you go in there and you can, they can separate. If you got a group of people, if you come in with three people, they're just going to assume that you guys live together. Yeah. So you guys can sit together and then yeah. they'll probably make them leave a space it of might two be or three seats amazing it, it will be a lot better i don't have to deal with anyone next like to they won't sell this the two or three seats beside you and they won't sell the row behind you directly behind you yeah that'll be fucking awesome i'm pretty excited i think I it'll hope, be better that yeah, way i hope i hope the theater opens up soon me too i want to kind of bum me out when black I widow is supposed to come out soon i want to go see black widow in the theater like i, know, I understand like they're, they're putting out these movies that you can get from home and that's cool i enjoy that it's cool I, I, but, but it's I, not the same i like i'll watch precious gems from home yeah because it's not a big screen experience but to not see any avengers movie on the big screen for me is, know, or always, even Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars, like not seeing Star Wars on the big screen. They're big. They're, they need to be seen on the big screen, yeah. for, if, if you ask me. Yeah. No, I understand. Cause you, so that's why I'm going to have a GoFundMe account for me to build a personal home theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you guys think about me just growing out one side of my beard <laughs> and like keeping the other one trimmed? Like braiding this we, real long, but keeping that trim. Maybe shave your side of the, or not even shave it, but like just trim real close. Long hair on the on the you right like side, a, so it's like a sideways right. mullet. So this is long here, and that's long there. Or you could alternate. This side have long beard. This oh, side yeah, have, what, same yeah. side short hair. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And then that on the other side, long ball. hair. On this side, short beard. Yeah. Like wow, you might be losing that way. It, you're but you're, the, you're even. You're balanced. How about a rat tail? But instead of being in the, the back, it's in the front. I kind of did that. I kind of did that one time in uh, grade school. I uh, shaved all my head except for my bangs. Yeah, I did that. Oh, everyone I, had that I, hair. I, I and my dad was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. You, you leave the clippers in there. So eventually, I'm going to see what happens." You know. <laughs> he beat me mercilessly. <laughs> but that you know that helped create. Yeah, that's what create, made me create made me the, the, what you are. The seemingly dangerous loner incel <laughs> that I am today. The weapons grade incel. That needs to be on a shirt. I need to make that a yeah, shirt a good one. for nobody to buy. Ta- tactical incel. <laughs> That's good. I've been into the word tactical lately. Tactical is good. A lot of my uh, DuckDuckGo, because I don't use Google anymore, DuckDuckGo searches have been tactical. <gasps> you switched to DuckDuckGo? Yeah. But, Do you like it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. Nece- I'm not necessarily convinced that it's like, like completely not so not, safe or whatever. Yeah. But it, but um, anything to not support Google. Um, yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of okay. I mean, Google is the government at this point, and I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but I'm not a big fan of the government. I know. Mm. I'm a That's little. I'm a, a little. I'm a little bit critical of them. <laughs> Literally, our job is to try to figure out Google. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm the, so torn. The sometimes. algorithm and stuff, and they can just switch it up on you at any time they because make updates and they're it's it's and they all a bunch to, of bullshit. And you have to figure out and like 
move with what they're doing to to keep up and they they, they have to keep it's kind of like being on social media and like trying to stay relevant by constantly posting google and facebook and all these other places have to constantly chase change their apps and change shit around to, you know to keep people guessing so they can't get used to what what's going on and then so they stay stay relevant in quotations well and does that seem true to you well, yeah, and, and what's happening now, so, I mean, there's a whole industry of search engine optimization to find your website organically without any money, so you don't have to buy ads. But now what's happening is Google's pulling in, you can put in, it's called uh, featured snippets, and um, you can put in different codes on the back end to have your content pulled in to Google. So mm-hmm. what's happening is it's called no-click information. So, like, if you're looking at movies, right, Google has all that information within their search. So even page. the way that you're scrolling and shit. You're never clicking on like show places page. You're getting all of your information from Google and they're pulling that information from your website. So like you're losing traffic to your website. So now a lot of companies are trying to figure out like how do I There was so you'll love this. There's I can't remember what lyrics company or website it was like you know how you could look up mm-hmm. song lyrics sure um like- they knew google was doing that and they put in um some secret like code on the back end so when google was pulling it it was like translating it into like we no, took uh-huh. this from they this flipped page a, they flipped the script yeah. on them a little yeah, bit yeah it was great that. um but yeah that's it's a real big issue right now because i mean people spend so much money trying to get certain keywords to rank and it's fascinating to me, but yeah, that is really interesting to me, and and it it helps me to understand, um, it helps me to understand the tech world because I'm not I'm not the most tech savvy guy, but I kind of understand it in like a macro sense. Like I see, I see the big picture of where stuff is going, but I don't understand the details. So hearing this information from you is like super interesting because it helps me understand. Oh, this is one detail of of something that's going on. And then paid search is a totally different beast, and they're introducing like different ads and i mean even from an organic perspective now with certain keywords like you'll have like a local search ad at the top which is paid to google then below that your normal paid ads maybe featured snippets if you can be pulled in you have your google maps if you're looking for something local so sometimes you'll see ads within that as well sure and then you're down at the bottom and that's considered number one and that's the goal but you're so far down the page that like if people aren't scrolling they're not finding you so, right, right. So a lot of stuff falls through the cracks. You're paying for something that you're not you getting. You have to pay. It's yeah. almost impossible anymore to really be um, be competitive without putting some money behind it. So it, it is. I, I love it. I think it's really interesting. But even like we have we work with reps at Google, and it's so big. Like the people we work with, they have no clue what's going. Like. It's so they don't understand the tech no, and how it works. The rickety raggedy. They, they are. There's. It's not like I don't think it's like this evil. Everyone who works there is like evil. Like they're just so big. That, yeah. And there's so many departments, and you know this person doesn't know anything about this. Like it's not the people that work there no. are evil. It's 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 that how big it is. It's and how much too pow- big. how much power it's too it has. Too much power. That's why I'm like secretly kind of pushing for DuckDuckGo because I just I think it's such an interesting idea and, and yeah. Bing has always tried you know but it, nobody's using Bing so I've been, Bing yeah. apparently is great for porn really I've been no. using um, DuckDuckGo for I don't remember how many months maybe six months or so and um, That's boring. I don't have I don't have any um, complaints about it I'm able to find the information yeah, I want to find I feel like it's filtered a little less you know, there's a little less bias in the filters. That's the goal. Yeah. Google is censoring the fuck. Oh yeah, it's so censored. It's... But then on the flip side, like 
Google Maps is amazing because they're constantly tracking you. Oh, no, like, yeah, Google Maps they're is They're great best. because they're so powerful. Yeah, like Apple using... Maps is complete and total garbage. Fuck, yeah. Because nobody a, nobody uses it, so they're not really getting the same data as Google. Yeah, it's it's really... I could talk about it all day. It's stupid. But Go ahead. We have time. <laughs> I, I'm kind of interested personally, um, but... Yeah, I, I, I love it. Google is kind of part of my, my spiel. That's, that's like your... your uh, the Khabib Nurmaga Madoff to your Tony Ferguson. <laughs> like we, you can't have it's. It's like the Joker to Batman, or Batman to Joker, rather. You you can't live without them. You yeah. have to have them. You know, it, it's just kind of part of it. You don't have to have them. It's just that it's kind of what pays they, the they have. They have so much power that uh, you know they they just own so much of of the world that you use. Yeah, I think they own way too much. Alex Jones' son just tweeted this picture. And the caption says, The face when you see the neighbors looking dummy thick out your window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll get into Alex. I kind of feel like... um, like just in the past year with all the scrutiny that Facebook's been under like where the, the Congress and everybody's been like railing on them about oh you gotta censor this mm-hmm. and you gotta do this and you gotta control this and then Mark, Mark Zuckerberg's like oh yes we are yeah, yes, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll work with you we'll, we'll, we'll no. help you come blah, 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 blah. And it's like they're getting a lot of scrutiny while Google is just they're just like okay Google you know you're, they're already on yeah board. we're gonna step up well the I EU has been yeah. really coming down on Google um, oh, the EU has, but not yes. the U.S.? Right. The U.S. hasn't really pushed it. Now, California has been flirting with this whole idea of kind of fighting them a little bit. Doing something. Yeah. And a lot of it's just tracking, which I'm torn because it it is beneficial as a consumer if Google, like Google's so smart. So like if I'm searching for this thing and they can also recommend other advertisers who are doing the same thing. And they can sell your data effectively. (laughs) Right. And and they're tracking it however they want to tell it. Like they're they're pulling that information. What Facebook got in trouble for was they were pulling like salary information and stuff from people's credit cards. Mm. Or somebody else was that they sold data to it was a third party, yes. And so they so what we used to be able to do and it was it was awesome. It you could actually track like certain income levels. Because for some products like Poor people can't buy it. They're or, not going to buy this fucking window. They're going to get the cheapest window exactly. every time. Or vice versa. Like, maybe this is a lower-end product, and we're not targeting people who no. make so much. So, it was beneficial in that way. And then you could... Um, you could. There was just a lot more targeting. And it was kind of creepy. Like, you could target moms. You could target... Single moms. Yeah. and, and Moms with big butts. Yeah, it's yeah. Brown, brown moms with big butts. Yeah. Incels. And it was effective. Seemingly dangerous loners. It was very effective. But nobody knew. They were very um, kind of secretive about how they got it. And what it was was third-party credit card information. But it was very valuable valuable to companies like yours. Yes. And it's your information. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because you agree, you know. Yeah. Congressman. I've never read a Terms of Service once in my life. No, we're going to end up in a... In the, in the human uh, centipede. Yes. Yeah, the human centipede. <laughs> yeah, but those are great movies. The human centipede. <laughs> but the problem yeah. with the the government fighting Facebook now is is they the first one's great. don't understand the how it all works. So it's kind of like senators are just they have no idea how to even 
talk to Mark. Like yeah. nobody can talk was, to him. No, I mean, nobody oh, has that was, idea that that was that embarrassing. It was so like listening to them ask him questions and they don't have a clue about what. Meanwhile, they forgot their password to their goddamn laptop. Like they are not the people to be asking like, these their questions. Their passwords, password like, one. Yes. <laughs> I, I really liked it because you got a glimpse into just how much the Congress people are like your grandparents or your yes. mom or your dad or something that have no fucking idea. Like, like I like that you're th- talking with your hands a little bit, like a fucking greasy things, wop. <laughs> things that like, like a lot of millennials or, or more tech savvy people like have a you know a moderate grasp of at least. They don't even have a fucking clue, and they're and they're legislating. They exactly, should, and, and they should have had their uh, assistants actually do the talking at the. Uh, yes, yes. At yeah, it was so embarrassing and. That's why Google and, and these companies are so powerful because they're just so above the people who are making the laws to fight them in terms of what they're, you know, what they're doing. They're not consulting they're with, they're not consulting with experts. And you see the same thing with education. You see the, I mean, with all kinds of different, like these people should not be the only people making decisions. It was like if uh, watching that would be like if I sat down with a theoretical physicist yeah, I'm not qualified to make any I'm rules. Just, I, I don't know what any of this is about. But none, of, like their egos are so big, none of them have the balls to admit. I don't really understand this. Let's pull in an expert. Imagine if we had a society of people that would be like, that would instead of coming up with whatever answer came to the top of their head first, they just said, "I don't know." Every now and then, I, yeah, it would and be said, amazing. Said, "I don't know." Let, why don't we all sit together <laughs> and um, learn together yeah, about, these, about these things we don't know about? <laughs> yeah, and listen to some experts and also some. People who aren't experts and some people that are somewhere in between being experts and non-experts, you know what I mean, and then form our own uh, decisions as individuals. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy idea. It's so wild that it would probably work. I know. Well, it but would what, be it would be better than what we have now. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes with to Google, I mean, with anything, once you've kind of have this level of power, there's no coming back from it. So they're going to figure out ways to get around it. And Alex Jones said himself that mm-hmm. let's, let's go to the source. Let's use Google. He, he said Google is the government at this point. Pretty much. I mean, they. And that's not a crazy thing to say. It's not. It really isn't. They. Um, they make the laws. They do. I mean, they they show you the information they want to show you. And it, if you look at like China, like China, like the way their their technocracy kind of works, like their social media is the government. Yep. And what we're seeing with Facebook, where it's like, you know, two, was it two billion users or so plus globally or more now, um, is that they've got all this data and they're just like inching ever closer to the government and doing what they want. It's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Well, maybe we could help you form some of these new laws and we could help, you know what I mean? And so it's like... They're just moving closer and closer to the Chinese technocracy, which is just full on like uh, the fucking uh, Black Mirror episode where the social media. Black Mirror. They have it there. The, the, the social media like yes. points that's, actually affects that's your. That's going there. They yeah. are doing that. It's crazy. And we They want, we don't, but the royal we wants to do it here. And that's kind of like one of my talking points with the whole, you know, the whole Rona phenomenon is, is that this is. Um, just a fucking fertile ground for these steps that are happening in that direction it, it it almost seems to me like the rona phenomenon is a catalyst for big tech to to start making these kind of more authoritarian moves 
to start tracking people more, to, to, to move the social media more, to controlling people, to kind of force people, you know, to get more data from people. Like they, they're like wanting the, to. They're like wanting the to Chinese, show. Like the Chinese have done. They're, they're seeing what China has done. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. We want to mimic that. And the only way they can get, you know, the freedom indoctrinated Americans to go along with that is to scare the fuck out of them with something. They're they're kind of pushing to show like location data. So like if you've been in an area that's allegedly like a hotbed for the virus. Yeah, the contact tracing. Yes, is what they're calling it. No, they, they actually have they have agents that will supposedly that will contact that um trace people that you've been if you've tested positive for Rona and they have data on that they will send an agent to. to track the people that you've been exposed to like they're sending people out to fucking physically track people it's so terrifying i don't know did you see the videos of people in like the cops in china welding doors shut what i haven't seen the videos i've heard that's real i saw welding doors shut of people that have been infected so they couldn't get out your apartment door welded shut jesus christ yeah brother it's it's a cold (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, it's it's a little bit worse than a cold. It's, it's not it's not a fun thing to have if you show symptoms. I mean, I don't. Well, I think that there's a wide variety. I think yeah, there, there are people that have little to no symptoms. There are people that have moderate symptoms, and then there are people who are dying. And and but the vast majority of of that is the the bottom two thirds. Right. You know, the bottom. And and I I get that people are I I get it, but. But we are labeled. Can you imagine if like polio was a thing right now? We would be murdering kids, yeah. <laughs> murdering them. There's a really cool. Um, there's a really cool. Um, well, there's a lot of really cool information about the the first polio vaccines in the fix the fifties, and uh, R, R, was it RV four or SV forty? Is that there was like a dirty like they they gave everybody the polio vaccine and they were contaminated with a. Um, with a mouse retrovirus that mm. is now like linked to several different kinds of cancer. So the cancer that they attribute to asbestos, which mm. asbestos is is yeah. is carcinogenic, but they're finding that the people that have that were from 1950 something to 1960 something that got exposed to this polio vaccine um, have like a much greater chances of the of the asbestos causing the mesothelioma, which is the, the type of lung cancer that is caused by asbestos. That there's like like it exponentially makes it, the chances worse. So there's like, I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy things. Fun thing about the about retroviruses. Asbestos. We were uh, when I was a kid, we were residing the house, and we had those old shingles that I didn't know what they were. Yeah. But Dad just had me and my brothers. He wanted us to help out, so he gave us each a hammer. And we would go bang those shingles, and of course, they're it's like glass; they yeah, break they shatter. and shatter. And you're breathing that shit. And in. I'm breathing that shit in. I didn't. We didn't know. Nobody knew. Yeah. And then you're just out there fucking. Fifteen years later, the house uh, beside the house that uh, we lived in in Morgantown burned down, and it had those old asbestos shingles on it. And I see workers taking each individual shingle and putting them in a plastic bag for disposal. And I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally taking a hammer and just banging. It was a fun thing to do. But yeah. I was like, these kids are going like to love blast. this. We beat the well, shit out of them. I will say that um, um, outside of, um, I mean, if, if it's unknown whether you had the, uh, the that polio vaccine or whatever that you were exposed to, uh, RV, RV, whatever it was, 
Um, there's only if you're exposed to asbestos, there's only a 10% chance that it will affect you negatively. Is what the thing that I read. Yeah. So yeah, that's scary. 10%. But it's not like you you breathe yeah. asbestos. You're gonna get cancer. It was only one day of it, but it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I know that. I've been exposed to it. I guarantee with all the shit I've climbed into and old yeah. houses I've worked on, I guarantee. Yeah, I'm you sure seem to have like a wound on your head there, John. I was practicing my headbutts earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to practice. People don't well, think about it. So but. I determined, um, you know, this is what I determined. I I don't really have long legs. I don't really have long arms. I'm not strong. My legs aren't that strong. My arms aren't that strong. But I'm punching and kicking and working on this shit. What I did realize is that my head and my neck are longer. Than, my head is bigger than everyone else's head. And my neck is longer than everyone else's. So I decided that I needed to start working on my headbutts. So I was working on. You ever watch Lethway? Yeah, it's it's sort it's a sort of MMA cousin. Yeah, it's like it's like Muay Thai, but from a specific region or uh, let's, it's from let's Malaysia. Look up a little it's bit. Like of Lethway highlights. Okay, David Leduc, King of Lethway. Getting a little bit into it. Sort of MMA-ish. I want to see fights. Huh. Yeah, headbutts are legal in Lethway. And also, they, there's like a standing eight count. Like, so you knock somebody out, and they get a chance, they drag them to the corner, and they get a little bit of time to recover. Oh, shit. Imagine using a tree as your punching bag. Yeah. I want to see actual fights, though. I mean, this is fun and all. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Uh, it's not exactly bare knuckle, it's tape fist. But they allow headbutts. Head it's kind of like Muay Thai plus headbutts. I'm not sure if there's like actual on the ground grappling or not, but it is a wild sport. They have a lot of it on uh, UFC uh, huh. Fight Pass. Yeah, I learned I learned about it from that show. Um, is that Netflix? Deadly Warrior or uh, yeah, yeah, whatever that something is. Something like that. It's yeah. On Netflix. It's insane. I mean, it's it's sort of organized, less organized than K- MMA chaos. I want to see a headbutt or two. Yeah, me too. Well, they fucking swing them and shit, dude. They do crazy stuff, like in a like in Kickboxer. Where that guy's swinging his hair thing around. Yeah. I just kind of want to start freestyling over this beat. <laughs> I can see why they they don't allow it in mixed martial arts. Headbutting. If they did, Mark Coleman would still be the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, for real. Like, it's you're cutting... It's one less weapon that you're allowed to have. But it's like the biggest, hardest part of your yeah. body. There's a little headbutt. It's like a big hammer. Especially, imagine running at someone yeah. and fucking diving into them, like running to their... Jesus Christ. Kill them. It's such a wild thing that they have pads on their hands and you're not allowed to headbutt, but you can swing your shin at somebody's dome piece and you can knee somebody in the face. Wild sport, Lethway. Lethway is how you pronounce L-E-T-H-W-E-I, it. L e t h w e i, Lethway. I didn't know how to pronounce it. It's pretty wild. Mm. I want to see like a headbutt. Yeah. Com- combo. 
Let me look up headbutts. Okay, there we go. Crazy Lethway headbutts. Why don't I just look for that in the first place? Yeah. I'm so stupid. Yeah, but, uh, I'm such a dicktard. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm cum Compilation. Uh, oh, God, Right dude. in the mush. <laughs> oh, God. He, he uses it as a jab. Uh, he looks like a ram. That's what I'm talking about. That's fucking awesome. Jesus, man. Fuck that. But you got to think, like, if, if your goal is to learn how to fuck somebody up, like, in a survival situation... You want to use all your weapons. I'm, yes. not, playing, I'm not playing by any rules. You're going to fuck no. somebody up, like... Ugh. I'm kicking to the balls. I practice ball kicks. Like, I mean, you'll, you'll see them in MMA. They'll uh, do little uh. headbutts every now and then. They'll try to sneak them in. Like, Bruce Lee used to strengthen... The reason he did his, um, the push-ups on his, um, thumb... You know how he did push oh. like one one finger push ups and push ups on just his thumb? It's because he was strengthening his fingers so if he got in close to somebody, he could grab and like like um like like roadhouse shit, like pull someone's throat out or or grab their gouge their eyes. Like if you have really strong fingers, fingers. you can do nasty shit to people with like clawing them. That Bruce Lee was into that stuff. God damn. Like everyone thinks, oh yeah, punching and kicking. It's like those are some pretty cool options, but there's a lot of nastier shit you can do. Yeah, one more. This seems like it's as bloody as the bare knuckle boxing. You guys have watched the bare knuckle yeah, fighting? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. How are there? How is this not a packed arena? I mean, come on. Yeah. Are you not in? If there were Lethway fights in, in at the Civic Center, I would be there. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, we went the only times that there were MMA, MMA fights. Fun. We went to both of them. Boy, they were fun. That was that a lot was of fun. fun. Yeah. It's just they fucking flew too close to the fucking sun. Why rent out the entire Civic Center? Yeah, Why not rent out a VFW, you know? Yeah. The, uh, the armory in Beckley, dude. It it's... costs 20 grand to rent out the Civic Center. Is it that much? Yeah. Damn. Then he's paying I, his... Uh, I wonder yeah. why it's struggling financially so badly. Gotta pay for that remodel. I don't know. Almost like it's too big for the area that it's serving. Anybody got anything else they want to ramble about? I've got an exit song. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I think some of the uh, Midnight Gospel soundtrack is on Spotify. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, there's some songs that he's... Feels good to be a zombie. Yeah, I love that song <laughs> so much. Well, the, the greatest that episode is like they're fighting the zombies, and it turns out... All the zombies are trying to do is to infect them because it, it's so awesome to be a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Like you feel good, everything feels great, and you're you're having fun with your friends. Yeah. And they get to the other side and, and they love they, it. They, they're having a great time and then they get shot with the cure. <laughs> and then they all die again. Yeah. It's so weird. Ugh, all so right. Good. You want to go out? Yeah, here we go. Episode two sixty six, the Rona bonus. Thanks for listening. Stay safe or don't stay safe. You do what you need to do. Hey, fun fact about this. One time my ex-wife won a, uh, a radio call-in thing. Just won a random prize. And it was the CD single of this. <laughs> That's a great random prize. <laughs> so just, just this song on a CD. Just this song on the CD and a remix. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> it's been stuck That's, in my head It's not afternoon. even worth the plastic that it's no. printed on. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves.